my rant last week um, is about unconscious bias. So that's a hot buzzword these it days. It is, and I just want to. I'm gonna. We're, I'm gonna tiptoe the line with this a little bit, but I think that I can articulate myself well enough to get my point across. Um, a lot of these trainings that I'm sure everybody has had, I I think. Or some unless you work at McDonald's. Well, yeah. I'm sure that they still have this. Sure I'm sure that this is somewhat. Yeah, I'm sure that this is somewhat like. Well, screw it. Let's just go. Um, there's a lot of good information. <laughs> there's a lot of good information in these trainings. I'm not going to first. I'm going to first start off by saying that I think a lot of this stuff is true. Um, I think it's natural to have these biases and to have like the way you think. That's just your instincts. Um, where I get irritated with it, and maybe not just irritated, maybe is the wrong word, but where I, I find a little bit confusing is the way that this is kind of pushed and the way that it is um, not fully digested. So let's just take workplace, for example. Digested or baked? Uh, I like to use a digested because okay. baked is more of like, so baked is like, you're Put getting, together, you're putting everything structure. together. I think it's all together. I think you just got to get to the root of everything. I'll, I'll explain okay. a little bit. I can see that. you're coming from like digested, but like with being forced down your throat in the wrong way. Well, no. So it's not necessarily forced down my throat. Again, I think this is important stuff to talk about. But the issue is, is that there's more stuff around it. So just for example, a lot of work and corporations, I think, push this towards a certain place of inclusion and um, like that kind of stuff and kind of uh, diversity and other you know buzzwords like that mm-hmm. and push it towards that portion of it, which is great because there's a lot of stuff that is true with that. However, there's a lot of stuff that goes into just bias in general that they just neglect to talk about. So, for example, yeah, if you we did we did this example earlier of okay. the riddle. Of with the, the the son and a father are in a car accident, and the father dies. They take his body away. They rush the son to the hospital, and the son is in the, in the hospital. They call up a surgeon and they say, "Hey, I need somebody to operate on this person." They bring the surgeon in. Surgeon looks, goes, "Oh my god, I can't operate. That's my son." Well, how is that possible? Um, he was abducted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Austin fails too. The answer, the answer to this, sorry, but the answer to this is this is mother. And the whole point behind it. (laughs) Yeah. So you should have just verbal verbal yeah, verbal meme. Austin just rolled his eyes. The the whole point of this is that your bias is that when you think of a doctor, you think of a male. Now again, is there anything wrong with that kind of bias? I don't think so, because that's natural. But you're not saying that. That doesn't conclude that you don't think women can be can be doctors. That just means that when you think doctor, you think of a male. It could be because you had a male doctor when you grew up. It could be because your dad was a doctor. It could be whatever. Excuse the freaking motorcycle out there. If you guys picked that up, it could be any one of those things. My issue when it comes along is that is what do you do after that? Well, so two issues. But the first one is how do you dissect that bias from there? So. Is that a bad thing that you have that thought? I don't think so. I think that's natural. But 
it would be bad if you said like it would be bad if it was you had that thought and you still were like, well, it can't be a woman. That would be bad. Yeah. But if you could bring it up and say, oh, well, yeah, that's and, just kind of a natural thing I had. Go ahead. And let's dive into this riddle and just admit the fact that the way that they worded that question, they made it a trick question. Like the way that they worded well, it's a it, riddle. It's a sure. It's a riddle, but I don't care. It's a. Trick it is. Question. It's, a it's trick like question. it's like it's. They're meant for you to think. So what do you think when you like? You know, it's so obvious to think, well, the kid has two parents, but the way that they word it, they're fooling you into thinking like, you know, how the hell can the guy have like two kind of fathers? Like my first instinct was like, is that a stepfather? I don't fucking, I don't fucking know, but I don't know. It's the way they word it. Like women can obviously be doctors. I was, we were talking about this earlier. Like I talked to, you know, one of our friends, fiancés who like on Saturday after the wedding, who is a fucking ER surgeon, like, you know, I have total respect for it, but it's the way that they worded it is like a trick question. And I know nerdy and I want nerdy to repeat uh, the example that he gave after that. And we can kind of compare the two, but you know, yeah. My, yeah. So I've, I've heard about this. Obviously there's kind of the HR thing that, that, you know, is talked about in every company, but where I've heard it more is in, I work in like product design. And so like the design field is all about making sure you're designing inclusively right for everyone everyone's a customer right so it's, it's more from that angle of just making sure you're appealing or creating something that can be used uh by different people you know depending on whoever the, the customer is um and so the classic example uh that i've heard um was that back in the day when when seatbelt technology was coming out the auto industry had to get behind it because of regulation so there's all these studies being done on it and the the engineers that were working on it were all men and that's just because you know statistically most engineers are men uh that's just who they they hired uh and that's who is working on it um but what they found out after kind of putting out these seatbelts was there was a huge disparity in the amount of deaths with female drivers using seatbelts than male drivers using seatbelts. And so there it goes, shit, why is this happening? And it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the crash dummies they were using, the fact that uh, men were designing it based on male specifications, male body weight, sizes, height, et cetera. Um, and they weren't using, you know, female crash dummies with, with, with tits or, you know, whatever, whatever dimensions, uh, that, that vary, that, that represent more than just a standard size. Right. And so it, 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 there's a consequence for having that bias. And I think for all of this, we have to kind of check ourselves and say, what is the consequence for whatever that bias is? Obviously the consequence for that one is huge. Like a ton of people died. Right pretty important one to to be cognizant of but for something like this of just saying something incorrectly or you know just something casual like what are the consequences of that not very dire not very crazy and, but i feel like the treatment is not you know in check or, or in line with what the actual reality of the consequences are which aren't that very high no i think that that makes that makes complete sense and it's the consequences is what you need to focus on. I, I completely agree with that. And that leads by, unless anybody else got anything, it leads in yeah, I, I do. Okay, yeah. guys, go ahead. Go ahead I was going to say, like, that riddle actually made me, like, resonate with me, like, more what the definition of unconscious bias is. I, I kind of had an idea of it, but that really, like, actually kind of made me understand, oh, I see where they're coming from. And I heard someone talking today uh, at my work about unconscious bias and how they had to do, like, a test in uh, college about unconscious bias. And they said that, uh, 
everyone was trying so like they knew it was unconscious bias test that they because they knew that they thought everything was a trick to where they because it is a trick yeah to where they created a new unconscious bias because they were trying not to be unconsciously biased and so it's like the whole thing is like blowing something small out of proportion and twisting into the wrong way and i get it because it's you know sometimes it can be come off mean or whatever but People aren't usually trying to be unintentionally mean. And I get that, you know, that's a bad thing if they are, but it's just something that's, I think is uh, being looked into a little too closely and overthinked to a point where it's, uh, well, it's unhealthy to think like that, to like literally just dig. It's like yeah. you're just digging for something to use to put someone else down for something they weren't even trying to think or do. It was just something that, came from their nature microaggression my <laughs> fucking word <laughs> so that was maybe we'll, we'll fucking roll into that here in a second but just to like wrap up kind of my opinion on it like i what pisses me off is that the way that they worded that like i said is a trick question if you were obviously physically there you know if you saw this whole thing hovering over the situation you know as a third person you're like okay so this guy's father died now they're at the hospital it's like oh well there's a woman that's coming in to, to do perform the surgery so that's obviously his mother. You know the fucking right. answer if you're physically there, but the way they, the way that they're sitting in these boardrooms, they're trying to fool you and they're trying to make you feel bad when it's really, you know, yeah, they're wording it as a trick question to try to fool you, and it's it's lazy. Whereas opposed to, as opposed to Andy's, you know, other story about the about the crash test dummies and there being a higher proportion of of female passengers dying, like that's actually not only is it important, but it actually takes some actual thought to get to that conclusion rather than trying to spin something uselessly as a fucking trick question. So it leads to yeah. my, I don't mean to just like, completely oh, no. okay, but it leads to my second, my second point on this. And that's basically that I think, well, I, I know that they're picking certain corporations will pick and choose which way they want to break their narrative. And my opinion is if we want to, if we want to, if we want to go ahead and have this conversation, and we want to bite it off, then let's bite it all off. Um, I, I my 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 point behind it is okay. Well, if we're going to just strictly look at unconscious, how many things do we do unconsciously that we have no idea what we're doing? Austin, you're sitting here right now and you're breathing. Are you thinking about breathing? No, it's no, an unconscious, unconscious bias, unconscious activity that's happening. You don't have control over that. So I think part of what this training does and part of what it's missing is not necessarily identifying what those unconscious what those biases are or identifying what those unconscious thoughts are but instead of like focusing too much on what it actually is is how do you how do you continue to be an instinctual human and adjust to your biases that you have there's not enough conversation on that there's more on pointing them out so i get part of it is pointing it out I understand that you have to be somewhat aware, but at the same time, if you're just aware of it, then you just gotta you gotta make the choice to move on. So why isn't there more focus to make the choice and move on? I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of um, reprogramming of people they're trying to do, and this kind of goes to the religion thing. Maybe it's a religious ideal too. But if you want to break it down, just completely, humans are animals, right? We're mammals. Mammals are instinctual. You have instincts. You have natural instincts to do certain things, which is, in my opinion, the same as what unconscious biases, what they think is a natural feeling. It's a natural instinct based on your surroundings. 
Well, a lot of those instincts are survival instincts. A lot of those, you know, a lot of, and to use a real world term now, if you see a sketchy person walking down the street, it's your instinct right away to walk on the other side of the freaking street so you don't die. Again, is that is that something that you, maybe you should think about? Well, f- I don't understand why you need to think about that much if it's a safety thing or, or whatever. But that's just a, it's a that's a an idea. And I think that if you get too far into some of these instincts and try to right, try to reprogram people, it's not you can't just turn an instinct on and off. It's not like a thing that you can say, hey, um, my bias is that I think that this doctor doctors can only be male. I'm going to turn that portion of it off but I'm not going to turn the breathing portion of my instincts off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't think that that can be, I think you could be a little bit more aware of it, but that's just on a personal basis. I think you need to be, I think part of this is sort of a reprogramming that they're trying to get to and they're never going to figure it out. And so since we're kind of on the, unless, unless Austin, you have a direct like response to that. I have a little bit of a spinoff. You go ahead. Okay. Right, well, okay go I guess ahead. I should then. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, I was just going to say that, like after hearing all that, like what this has made me realize is that like kind of like with what you said with it, it's, it's important when it comes to like people's lives being lost because of yes. an outcome what, of that. What Andy said particularly. Yeah. But when it comes to like a communication as our perspective, I just think that it's it almost comes across as we've gotten to this point where we're so like evolved and our, our needs are so met that, we're just looking for whatever we can find to complain about. It's almost like we're just getting kind of bored and we just like, Oh, well I'll just complain about this. This is something. Cause we we're running out of things to complain about. Yeah. And so you're just trying to, we're just like, you know, you have like it made and your life is good when you are literally complaining about messages that people aren't even trying to convey. It's like, that's to me, that's just kind of like, come on now. Well, like, people are we're, we're digging here. Right. We're the safest we've ever been as a human society. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to come after us besides ourselves. So, yeah, yeah of course, we're, we're safe. We've got air conditioning. We're safe. We're free. We've got food. Right. Yeah. Dumb movements like, to, like free the nipple movement are like right. you know, such a big deal because people they don't, have, way anything, too much time they don't have anything real to complain about. Right. Let's put it this way. As I had 50 years ago. Right. Let's put it this way. If you were in Africa with starving and and living in like a malaria tent and you have nothing like good uh like you know luxury in your life do you think you're thinking about unconscious unconscious bias like no that's like laughable in the eyes of a, someone in a third world country and so like us complaining about stuff like this and putting this person. as a yeah it's a first world problem us putting this as a higher priority over people that are suffering in third world countries is like a joke to me like so austin do you dare to say that unconscious bias could be a privilege it is a privilege. <laughs> Why? Well, I guess it no, is. It's, it's, no, it's, it's a great point. Like it's one hundred percent a privilege that people are actually having real problems in the world where they are trying to just survive, and we're over here, like in our fucking nice houses with our lives and all in order and everything, and we're we're just trying to find whatever we can to sit up on our ass and bitch about something. Uh, it's like Phil doesn't think I can be a yeah. doctor because I'm no, and I think female. so. There's a lot to be said about that because I agree with, like I said. From the top, I agree with what they're trying to say. Treat people equally. Everybody should have an equal chance. You naturally have biases and that kind of stuff, but to focus on it, absolutely. You just need some kind of, you need like a mindset. You need just kind of a setback. And I really thought a positive from this pandemic would be that people could actually start realizing how frail life is, right. how fragile life is, and people would start being 
nicer to each other, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. And which I think was a little for a little bit it happened. Yeah. Like at the very beginning, people were kind of coming together, but now it's back to normal. Uh, yeah, it's it kind of feels arguably like it, worse. It, it, yeah, it kind of does feel worse. Yeah. I feel like people are. I don't know. I remember like when the pandemic first started and everybody was at the grocery store, just everyone was giving each other dirty looks like you have it. I know you have yeah, it. Like, yeah. and it just, it kind of, I felt like that was the beginning of it. And now it does feel a little worse. It feels like when I was a young kid, like there was more of a community, community aspect, which might've been even influenced by like the creation or might've been lost because of the creation of social media and like people just knowing everything about everyone to where now they're like, I don't know, more sneaky, more like snakish and just like, not to me, it felt like when I was young, everyone, your neighbors, you know, were your neighbors. And now they're just like boarded off, you know, right. you only really know them through online yeah. media. Sorry, we cut you off. But, um, no, I was, I'm, I'm good. Oh, okay. I can talk about, like I said, I can kind of spin this in another direction. Like, I, right, I'll on. just go ahead and say that uh, now that we're on, we're on the subject of like, you know, poor work policy, like HR tasks, which you have to do. And it's driven by like our lawsuit driven world. You know, I want to talk about some sexual harassment training that we had at our company. And obviously, this is a touchy subject and there's nothing good about sexual harassment. You shouldn't do it. But the way that they delivered that lesson, the way we're supposed to do it, like I'm a remote employee. And so I have to get online and do these little I had to go online and do these videos and watch the worst possible acting, the most corny situations possible of like, you know, a female employee and, and her male boss, like it's like, and she's saying like, no and shit. It's like, we, we all understand like, what, what, what are we learning from that? Like, Oh, okay. So this guy's an asshole, like very clearly, like if I think if they would deliver that, it was so bad and it got to the point and I've got, I've got, you know, some coworkers, some of them are female and, and most of them are left leaning. And I felt like, I, I had to complain about it a little bit. Like I'm, I'm comfortable enough with them, but I was like, I think that this training was ridiculous enough that I can complain about having to go through it without sounding like an asshole. Unfortunately, that was the case. And, and the reason is because it was such a poor delivery of the lesson. Like, okay, we all know what sexual harassment is and looks like. Like, if the goal is trying to change people's behavior, no motherfucker is going to watch this stupid, horrible acting and be like, Oh my fucking God. I didn't realize when I say stupid comments like that to females that that's sexual harassment. I thought I was just making conversation. Perhaps I should change my behavior. Like, no, if you, I think if you really want, <laughs> I think if you really want to make a point, don't have such a fucking corny situation. Like if, if you want to, if you want to actually Talk make about a real situation of something that if, actually happened, if you want to actually make an impact, on these guys watching it because it's probably you know, like have people who are victims of sexual harassment talk about how they felt when some dickhead motherfucker came up and started being an asshole to them like that mm -hmm. might actually make an impact rather than just like showing situations where it's happening like we all fucking know what it is so i agree with you but one thing caught my eye or caught my ear okay say. when you said that your coworkers are left leaning is do you think sexual harassment is a left and right issue? No, it's not a left or right issue, but, you know. Okay, so that's a good point. Um, that's bias, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what am I trying to... How am I going to try to explain this? 
We've come oh, full circle. Ladies and gentlemen, we're full circle. I just stumped Pat. There's yeah, Jake. I, I, time I, plus one, plus can, one for Jake. I kind of am, am stumped about you it. You want me to give you time on it? It's, it's okay to be rightfully triggered by that, and I think that the odds of you being triggered by it are more I'm not left-leaning. Okay, okay, I got oh, not, no, no, not okay. you. Like it, if, if I, I mean, let's face it. If I was around some right-leaning conservative, conservative um, co-workers, then they probably don't give a fuck about what I say. But... You know, if it's if it's more of like a female or left leaning crowd, then you have to kind of you have to kind of watch what you say about that sort of thing. Is what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying, yeah, and I do think that there is a um, not that it's good in either way, right? No, no, no. I, I I do believe I do think that there could be a. Well, actually, I don't. I, I don't. Well, let me say. I don't know. I'm kind of flipping. A little it's okay. you made it but, weird. Yeah. Well, I didn't make it weird. But I'm I, kidding, I, I yeah. think. It's, <laughs> Thing rather than kind of a, uh, uh, a like a political. I think that what Pat was, was saying is that people that typically get hyped up about things very easily, uh, like they not that they, sort yeah. of thing. Well, no, just, right. just people get like, triggered about stupid okay, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The left to get a little more hype, be more inclined to get hyped up about just, something quicker. Like not always, but. Mm. Nine times out of ten. I, I'm going to say that I think both sides are equally guilty about yes. getting triggered about, you know, equally Who, triggered about different shit. Who's more vocal? Left. Both. Okay. No, See? honestly, both. I think the. I think that. Okay, the, so let the, me. Let me they, they literally invaded the Capitol when Trump didn't get his way. Like, if you don't, if, if you're not gonna compare that to what you're talking. Okay, about, good point. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's valid. They're they're both bad, man. It's just they're. they're Different ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's a valid point. I do think that the left gets more of a um bad rap about it. No, 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 not a bad rap. I think they get more of a platform because I think in general most of their ideals are working more towards what the um how the country norm is, if that makes sense. So like the more extreme left views are closer to what the actual United States thinks. Yeah. In my opinion, rather than a far right view. So the far right view is looked at like that guy's freaking crazy, where the far left person is like, well, they got some good points, but that guy's crazy. Right. And and to be again, to be clear about what I was what I was trying to say is that to be clear, sexual harassment is a bad thing. Me bitching me bitching. No, 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 no. This is me just trying to redeliver my like point okay. in, in a way that I am I'm just trying to, you know, be <laughs> trying to deliver it in a good way. Like um I, I got you. Pat. I'm gonna stump. I'm gonna stump you. Hold on, these puppies. So, I think what happened with this, with uh, him getting stumped, is that Pat, when he normally thinks the people that he was talking about that he told the story to, they didn't get, uh, they didn't have like a reaction to it. No, they and actually, they actually agreed with me. Okay, the, okay. The, well, my, my left or and wing. you weren't expecting that for whatever reason, but I, I was. You, you associate those people with being on the left, and I think you just said that, not intending for it to be anything associated with what you were saying. You see what I'm saying? Where it's like you were talking to people that you know, like these people are left. And then whenever you were telling the story, you were like, I told these uh, people about the sexual harassment stuff and they're, you know, they're left people. But you weren't trying to say that left people think this way or whatever, or any sort of thing, connection with that. You were just, you identify those people as being left and you just mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and I'll put it this way. Like, in, in you know, when I, when I talk to, you know, been around my coworkers, I worked with them like in the office before and I've, can figure out that the one that the females, if we're just talking about females, like if the females that are a little more right leaning, they're a little bit more careless about you saying something a little bit 
I don't know, a little bit inappropriate as opposed to the left lane one, which is which is fine, but it's you know, I don't know, go ahead. I've well just to kind of piggyback on the original statement with like the videos and the corniness and shit like that. Like I had to do something similar actually this week and uh, it was the same exact experience. Yeah. Very cringy. Uh, honestly, a lot of parts I laughed because I was like, this is just a joke. Like, this is like, there was a part where uh, this guy was like, yeah, my name is Steven and my coworkers called me Stephanie. It's like, and he was like all crying and shit. I'm like, dude, you know that there's like people in the world getting their fucking heads cut off and you're over here talking about getting called Stephanie one time. It's like, I think what's happened is a lot of people have lost their thick skin and now like we're getting overly lost in our feelings and the things that used to be little things are now becoming the big things. Whereas like third world people like third world countries, they are dealing with real shit and we're not dealing with that kind of going back. But so to your point, I agree that there's some, there's just a lot easier to offend people, but we do want to be careful with the third world stuff and the perspective thing because like you could also get to you could also make the point of okay well there's children starving in africa but does that mean i can't sit here and eat like that like there's a there's a happy medium to it well, it's, so what i'm because, saying is pick your battles of correct you no I, I understand but just because so like to the point of the steve and stephanie thing mm-hmm. um yeah that seems like a silly thing but like maybe that's a couple other things that adds up to that dude just that dude just like the guy was having killing a himself day. or something. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's guy was having of, a bad day. And know? so, no, I, I get it. But like, and yeah, maybe it could have been uh, things building up over time and that got to the guy. But I think what I'm trying to get at is that a lot of it, it was more about the corniness of the acting that was just kind of sad. And I think that, you know, unless you have no morals, if you have no morals, you probably needed to see that video. But I think most people are generally good. And, uh, you know, especially if they're getting vetted to join their company, they're usually got to be like mentally stable and like good people. It doesn't always happen. Some people have slipped through the cracks, but I think that a lot of that stuff I saw in the video could have just been solved with saying, don't be a dick. Right. And that's it. And then it could have been the end of the video and it'd been like, I would have benefited the same from it. Yeah, it's the general, it's the general, but is that, is the, is the message don't be a dick actually going to like affect people like it goes back to the whole like right. we all know sexual harassment is like if you really want to make an impact talk about how like those victims feel about it you know right. like it made me feel like shit i went home and fucking you know cried in my pillow for an hour or so you know mm-hmm. it's like because they're being an asshole and they touched my butt and it made me uncomfortable you know fuck yeah well <laughs> that was interesting um, <laughs> just this like what the fuck just do you think a, sexual harassment is? just a counter to like everything i just said like there were little golden nuggets buried within all the corniness and the bullshit like stuff that not, not in my cringy, cringy stuff where it was like i was like i would hear one line i'm like you know what i didn't think of it like that i'm glad i heard that and i'll take i'll carry that with me sort of thing so i will defend it to some degree that i get what they're trying to do they're trying to promote you know a healthy environment but maybe it's just the way in which they do it that kind of it's just it's overtly it's overtly ridiculous right, right? yeah you're thinking of this could never happen this could never happen in where where i'm at right what they need to do is they need to put little more subtle things that can still be considered um harassment in there and be like hey this is actually considered harassment something that you would that, that would pop you and say whoa yeah i didn't think that that might not you know something i said like that could might not be able to like if you said I can't think of like an example, but if you said something that you thought was like harmless, but actually turned out to be something that could 
like affects somebody. Right. I think you would get more more response off of that. Yeah. Instead of having it be so overtly like the chicks bending over on the on the like the filing cabinet and the dude staring. Yeah. I mean, it's so ad lib. Right. The whole like the, the whole rhetoric that they use in the videos, and so if they actually use real HR situations and then bleeped out the names of people, and then said like this is something that really did happen, right? And then you're like, oh yeah. shit, like this is real world situation. The stuff they put in the videos could be real world situation, but it's like we're not usually correct. I, I think that unless anybody has any more, like I, I think I can wrap up, maybe summarize, and say that ultimately it's just very lazy. You know, producing, directing, editing, all the shit by by the HR people just to check a box, just to fucking get, you know, out of lawsuits. It doesn't make really any impact. Right. It's very Nobody's, litigious. Nobody's learning from that. It's very litigious and it sucks because a lot of these conversations, like the unconscious bias, like everything else to wrap everything else up, are very interesting. Like, it, it actually yeah. is a very it interesting really topic to get into if you can dive into it a little bit. And seeing it through one's one lens definitely just like sours it for a lot of people. Exactly, and it you is know? through. One, if it was a conversation, it would be a little bit different. But it is through one lens, and it's just being like pushed onto us in a way that we can't communicate it and have a healthy conversation about it. To like, her. there's something lost. From like, so, okay, so end this on a funny note. Sure. Like, the unconscious bias part, like instincts. Okay, so I sent this in the text message to you guys before today. Yeah, if you had a, a we're gonna go with it, a male and a female. Oh yeah, and yeah. you separated them from society. Pat, are you? Pat's in the bathroom here. We're gonna get his thoughts out of this. Yeah, but you separated <laughs> them from society. You didn't give them any kind of outside things, like naked and, and afraid, kind of like that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> man, I'm talking about no media, no nothing. So right. they don't know what sex is at all. And you throw them in a room when they, you know, turn 18 or whatever. Yeah, they're gonna fuck. I mean, that's yeah. gonna happen. They're gonna figure it out. Fuck. And they that, that's because that's instinctual, right? Like it's instincts. Isn't that 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 is like that that is something that would be interesting to think about, and that's instincts, that's unconscious, that's whatever. They haven't seen any. They haven't seen any videos that show them what to do on that. They just figure it out. People are animals. People are animals, and like let them be animals sometimes, right. but don't let them be too animalistic. We got we got some, in, we got balance. Be understanding that yeah, well, we're all human. Like we, we got some mistakes, right? Yeah, we have, we have some you know sophistication, decorum, like you're saying, right? But did you have did you have something that you want to go with? Or we I, I did think of something, but I'll let Pat go next. I, I was going to mention that just on a side note, like I like that you do this. This is a really frat vibe. Happy yeah, it's like this frat vibe. So those those of you at home, uh, I am ghetto where I live, <laughs> and I just move my TV from my office into my living room, and I have basically a chair, and I put my TV on the chair, and I got it hooked into about the side of my wall, so there's you know, tables running everywhere, and it's like right from the way to the bathroom. It is total frat. But I love it. See, I'm a I'm a bachelor, but I'm like an adult bachelor. I got shit. Hanging my, I got shit hanging on my wall. My house is clean, but I'm definitely still a bachelor. Shit. I always see people when I'm on my way to your house, walking around like the street with just like cans of gasoline every time. I'm like, what? What the fuck are they doing? Shout out, we made baby. They're doing I mean, something. Like it's, I always see some sketchy shit, some sketchy motherfucker, like someone arguing with each other, or like Dude, they're about to fight and like switching each other off. And I'm like, why are people always yeah. so triggered over here? There was this guy an hour ago walking up the left side of the road there with like a. A cane, like old guy with a cane and carrying something on his left hand. It's like they just don't know what this. That's not that's bias, but yeah. Shout out, shout out, Lee. All right, what you got? No, all right. Well, hang on. No, okay. If you wrap no, up your point. It's go for it. Enough. It's, it's, it's large enough. They're not gonna. All right, all right. 
Yeah, I mean, who's that's that's the fucking podcast house right there, that dickhead. But um, so all right, here we're gonna start with my rant. It's gonna be kind of one opening up into another. Like it kind of goes into our Friday night and how I was like in a little bit of a fucking weirdly not oh, bad mood. Yes. But I was in kind of a oh, I, was in, yes. I was in kind of a pissy mood. Like, don't worry, I'll get your comment in here. Le- leading up, to, <laughs> old man Pat. Leading up to like a game of pool, which I'm even more pissed oh, about. That's getting my Like we started out, we ate dinner. It was fantastic. By the way, we had I had some delicious chicken wings. I was like, do I eat smash burgers or do I eat delicious chicken wings? And it turned out everything they had at whatever this restaurant was was delicious. And yeah, it was beautifully breaded wings. Fried. Did you like those? Oh, oh God, they, were, they, they looked, looked really good. good. They, they did look good. They were, they were so breaded good. like a son of a piss. They yeah. actually did it right. Fried it, and then they they it put wasn't it all breading in no the meat. Nice decent sauce. There it is. With proper dipping sauce, it was a proper chicken wing. Okay, one now one sentence. Okay, go. Uh, you know that that was very like I was. I actually just liked having the dinner part of it with you guys. Yes, like, that was so awesome. was fantastic. It's hilarious. It was great. The thing that bothered me the most was watching Pat eat those wings. Oh, no, I know yeah. that you I said. I know that you said it. You pointed it out before. Oh my God! Dude. I couldn't look. I couldn't look. I, it was. It was like, when, you know how you look at a bunch of hyenas that are like over <laughs> over a kill, dripping blood, and dripping blood, and they got all this. But picture, but picture the hyenas being able to take their paws and start licking yeah. their paws, and they got freaking <laughs> blood and guts and everything on their paws, dude. I it was it was a total. Devouring, yeah, bloodbath. Any any adjective that you can insert there. I thought we were. I thought we were fucking animals, Jake. Yeah, we are animals, but not that. <laughs> not kind at of the dinner table. Oh, shit, we got some of it. How serious? When I eat chicken was, wings, like, I guess. that was really like wholesome, like experience of just like sitting there with you guys and like everyone we haven't seen in a while, and it just felt like oh, I look, you know, we were back at the fret. That was just, a good like, time. I never really liked it. I wonder if I get dinner. A monthly yeah, thing or something. Down. I never really the, the closer I am, I'm 30, but like the closer I am, like I could say closer I am to 30, but I am 30. Like the, the, <laughs> you're getting really close. Ever since like I turned 30 and just being around that age, like I honestly look more forward to like meals and shit yeah. with my boys than I do drinking. Like I, I enjoy both, but like when we went to Arkansas, I was I was honest. I was like, you know what? Like I'm kind of looking more forward to making some good fucking food with you guys and just, well, yeah, just that, that also might be because I ate like a you know. High protein low. Well, then all the hands were next day. It really sucks. You look like yeah. that. All right. So after, after dinner, I guess it was it was talked about like why let's get let's go play some pool. And so I it, it was we decided for some goddamn reason to when we live in St. Louis and we were in South County at, at the time. It's like you know people wanted to the the idea. I guess the original the original um, fucking Christ the original. Answer the original fucking plan. God damn it! The original plan was to go across the river to goddamn Illinois to go place that we thought had a pool table and play some pool. And I was like, you know, why in the fuck? In my mind, I'm like, why in the fuck are we going that way and way the fuck out there in the middle of nowhere? When, when, let me think. We have here. Options when, when, when me and our friend yeah. Brendan live like I live in St. Louis City. He lives in Brentwood. So it's yeah, like, Alex and Alex lives in fucking Union, the complete opposite direction. Jake lives nearby. You live nearby. Mm-hmm. Ethan lives nearby. And we were already there. goddamn go to fucking Illinois for what reason? Because Matt said he's not going. Like what is this shit? Let me time out here. Okay, so how did you 
Because I had something to say about it, but how did this happen? Go ahead, Jake. I must no, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything negative on that. But like, what I'm saying is, is that to be fair, the places that we were going weren't any further from where we were at to your house. Man, when I'm in fucking okay, so that <laughs> until we ended up in goddamn Waterloo, like. I don't think that's necessarily true. I bet you, and it's just—it's not the fact that it's a hundred. It's a lot. Like I said, Alex lives way the fuck out there. You and you and fucking Ethan—it's like a five ten minute drive from if we found a Hot Shots or something to play pull at nearby. But instead, right. we go to Waterloo. It turns into a twenty minute drive. Like it, it turns maybe a fifteen minute drive for me into a twenty five minute drive. Like it's yeah. not that big of a deal, but it's like. Since we're in South, since we're in South County in the Centroid, where we all fucking kind of live, is the Centroid. Think of that word. <laughs> it's like right where we already are. Then why the fuck are we trying to find a pool table across the river? Because <laughs> because Matt said, I think is it because Matt said I'm not fucking playing. I'm not fucking going out unless it's. Well, I mean, he I didn't, didn't necessarily that. say that, but I would. I would have been surprised. Yeah. It was, also, to be fair, again, I am not. I was not going to okay. completely fight against that because. Me going across the river, I was just going to live bet games or I ended up winning like 20 bucks that night. So, I was live betting games. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just surprised, but Matt being the guy he is, like sometimes he says some shit and you're just like, it's sometimes it's easier to go along. But it was just like, <laughs> it was weakly contested just to stay. Well, the reason I didn't contest it is because, in all honesty, I actually kind of like that area. I kind of like the scene. I like yes, it. I kind of okay. do enjoy it. There's something about it. I just like being. All right. It's kind of awesome. So honestly, I, would I feel like go. I'm not going to get you know t- taken to go buy drugs at an ATM and then get sixty dollars. Yes, Shout or, out Ethan. Or there's not a bunch of like college people. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's not it's not one location that we all know that there's a bunch of college people there. I don't want to deal with all that crap now. I want to go somewhere and hang out with you yeah. guys and get a drink. Exactly. I don't want to deal with all those idiots. It felt like it belonged more with the vibe of where we started. Okay. To continue that, and that's why I didn't contest it. But and, and I, I wanted to go to Westport because I wanted to play games. That's all oh, I was you said. Westport, you did say Westport, yeah. but that's way out of there. Not, it, it, it is, but it's so fun. Dude. It is I fun. Love that place, dude. it's fun, and you do place. get you do get a young crowd in. You yeah, get just a bunch of shit. Honestly, I don't know why we didn't. There wasn't really anyone out there. We were we were out like seven thirty or eight. Like we stayed out. We did stay out till midnight, but I do remember looking at my car, looking when we were hopping from one to the other. I do remember looking at my phone, going, "I'm this drunk and it's eight thirty. This is this is this is ridiculous." No, yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. Like okay. it's like shit. You got so much time ahead of you. So, you feel great. I'm to the point now where it's it's getting like it's still fun, but like it's I said, it's a drive. It's so not far. as okay. So yeah. I will. We could have been better about carpooling. So I will we concede. I will concede why we went to why there was not very much contest because I brought up. I was like, "What, God, gentlemen, why the fuck can't we like?" Hang around, hang out around here. I understand why it was why there wasn't very much. You know, you can, I, I understand. Okay, I understand why there wasn't very. Damn it, Austin! I just like to be sure. I oh, fucking you're just interrupting my. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I understand why certain people wanted to go to Illinois. You're like, I like that vibe. Jake's like, I want to go and gamble. So it's, it's all great. So I, I get it. All right. So now, like part two of the rant, we end up going to the first bar that we think has a pool table because that's the whole point. Like, let's go to a place that has a pool table. I think it was like another thing we were looking for. And we went to a certain bar. I don't remember. What, oh, I remember. We went to a certain bar in Columbia, goddamn Illinois, and it did have a pool table. And so I drive two of us there, and we walk in, and I'm like, 
I get into these, I get into this fucking zone where I have my mindset on doing something. And if I'm not doing it, yeah. then I can't really socialize. I'm just like, right. a, I'm just like a fucking idiot. I, no, I'm saying I was when I got there, I was like, we got fucking duped. Like yeah, there's no oh, karaoke. I was scanning for a pool table and a karaoke machine. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? We're at the wrong place. Yeah. Either of those things. Guys, so, guys, wait, on that. Let me show you what I saw. We walked into the bar and I'm literally you were already literally, they're already literally saying, like, hey, uh, we're getting ready to go. And I'm paying for my beer. I got one beer and then I look up at the I look up at the thing, and uh, there's a Clemson-Syracuse game, and it's seven to seven. I'm like, it's almost halftime. I wonder what that. I wonder what that second half under. Oh my like god! 30, it was like thirty-eight and a half. There's no way they're scoring thirty-eight and a half. I'm putting. I'm putting ten dollars on that, and I right. winning that bet. So I love this idea. So one okay, go ahead. thing. It was funny when we got there because. Me out. We were, by the way, we were looking for karaoke too. We we're like, this place has karaoke yes. and pool. But go yeah. ahead. That was the second thing. When we got there, I think it was me, either me, Alex, and Ethan, or it was me and Alex and Ethan. We walked in. Everybody's just looking at us. We walk in a line. All three of us just walk straight to the bathroom, and everybody's just watching us. <laughs> and we go straight to the bathroom. Three dudes together. Yeah, you weren't there yet, but it, I was like, er, I we got in the bathroom. I was like, every person just watched us all go into the bathroom together. Okay, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so real quick, Pat, before you go off. Okay, good, good. So good. we're so we're. Just getting ready to leave. It, is it common practice to just get up and take your drink out of the bar and just leave in Waterloo? I, I guess no. it is there. It's not. Like, honestly, it's not uncommon. I look at Matt. I look at Matt and I said, "Well, I gotta, I gotta pound this drink." He's like, "Fuck it, just walk out." Matt's gonna do it every what? once. That's so how he is. Reason, I got the back. I got my drink in the freaking car. And I say we're getting a ride with him. It's illegal, but it's not. A, it's illegal, but it's not it's hilarious. to do that. Normally you hide it, but Matt probably just walked out of there with his fucking yeah. spear. Well, shit. to be honest, we were we were somewhere else, and he ended up one night walking out with a freaking uh, pitcher that we ended up finishing. Were you yeah. there? Uh, okay, no, it's a no. different time. Okay, go ahead. And so I just want to also. Stipulate at this point that I think I had only had one drink, so I was still pretty tight. <laughs> cranky, yeah. No, I was still pretty. I was pretty tight. Okay. I was. I was getting cranky. Tight. I was. I was getting cranky. He called me on the way. Oh, I was. I heard. I was talking about this. I was pissed about, it, but like I, I was tight. Like I hadn't had a lot of drinks. I wasn't loosened up. I think I had one. I don't think actually. I don't think I had. No, I didn't have a drink at dinner. I had one drink at the first bar where I thought that I was going to be playing pool and singing karaoke and instead I ordered a drink and I was like my sober ass can't carry a conversation when I'm thinking about playing pool and I'm not playing pool. Why <laughs> so doing the, the jerk off motion when you're saying I didn't know I was. I think I had my fucking my pinky Pink, yeah. and my thumb out and my fancy. Doing, I'm doing this fancy jerking off right there. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So, so let me continue before you go on, I gotta say this. All right, Andy, all right. Andy messaged me every once in a while. And this is funny. He goes, I'm so uncomfortable every time Pat says loose or tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Andy, that's foreshadowing, okay? <laughs> like 20 times at this point. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, loose, Pat. I may have like meant to say it once, but I felt like I couldn't get it across until I said it eight or ten times. All right, go So, ahead. all right. So now, like, we all decide, okay, we're going to drink one drink and leave this bar, and everybody's kind of leaving. And I haven't, I haven't paid yet, so I do. And I drove, I drove Jake and Brennan there, and so I, I pay, and I kind of look over after I get my shit, my receipt back. I kind of look over my shoulder, and I don't see Jake or Brennan. I'm like, well, maybe they're waiting out by the car. And so I walk out of the car, and it's a little, it's a little chilly. Like it's the first time it was chilly all year too, so that makes it a little worse. And they're not there, so I am a. Nice guy. I don't want to just fucking leave my friends. Right, Jake? Right, Jake? 
I don't want to just leave my friends. No man left behind. So I sit in, I sit in my car and I message Brendan and then I call Jake and this this whole process takes maybe five minutes. And finally, they say they're going to a certain bar, the, another town further away from Missouri. And um, I'm like, oh, all right, fine. I've been I've been to this bar before. Beginning of a very, beginning of a very funny story, which we're not going to talk about publicly. But um, oh, I, I, I put this place. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you remember. And so I, I, I was very drunk. We were at this bar the first time. And I don't really know where it was, but I put it in my phone. And I was like, oh, shit. It's only like a mile that way. And so I, I drive up the street. This is actually funny. So I drive up the street and I get out and I'm like, this sure doesn't look familiar. <laughs> And I fucking walk into this little family fucking diner, diner bar, little restaurant fucking deal. And I'm like, this ain't the goddamn same place I've been. I don't know what's going on. And so I call up Jake or Brennan or somebody. I don't know who the fuck I call up. And I was like, where the what the fuck is going on? And you said, we're here in this town. I'm like, oh, so there's how inconvenient, by the way, that there's. Two of, fucking, exact, two of the exact exact same name bars in neighboring small towns oh in Illinois. God. So I'm like, oh my fucking god. So I'm already annoyed because this motherfucker <laughs> and another lobster looking motherfucker <laughs> left me. And so now I went to the wrong bar and I'm pissed. And so I pull up into the correct bar, probably fucking 15 or 20 minutes finally after everybody else. One okay, go ahead and check. Sorry, because he uh he had called Jake. And he was pissed off going yeah. off on you. I'm like, where are yeah. we? And he went to the wrong one. Where are you guys? And he, we went, he went to the wrong one. And it was shortly after you hung up the phone with him, uh, I fucking ripped ass hardcore. <laughs> yes. like, yes. I, like, my stomach was hurting bad. And I straight shit. to blame it on me. Oh, I'm <laughs> Like, shit my pants. And I, I smelled it for like a split second. I was like, oh, my God, that is bad. And all of a sudden, Matt said something like this where he's like, who fucking farted in my new truck or something like that? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he smells it. And I like look back at Jake and Brent. I was like, did you guys do that? <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, was, I was holding it so bad. My stomach made it so bad. New, new I mean, it just lingered. It lingered. Like fucking seven months. So yeah. New but you could just tell you were not oh, allowed yeah. to fart in his, oh his truck. God. But it was so funny because, dude, it smelled so bad. And it was that just was, stuck in there. It was, was so bad. I was laughing. I was, I was laughing. There was no open smiles. I thought, I thought that what you were going to say, and I mean, it's, it's cool that it was, but I thought what you were going to say had some, something to do with what I was saying. But no, it was completely just a side story. It was a flashback. I got like, I have to tell you about this fart. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say something substantive about what I was talking about. But no, now, I just, I, I got to tell I'm, you. I'm staying on the timeline with my story. I know, no, that, that's fine. It works out. So, all right. So I finally get to this fucking bar and I walk in. And on, on, again, the whole reason we decided to move there was because it had a pool table. Yep. <laughs> and so I get there and this is the second time that Ethan failed me at this point. And so I, I walk in. And I see these guys. And I have no clue what's going on. I park. I'm heated at this point because I, I'm heated. I already explained why. He was tight. And so I walked in. I was tight. <laughs> and again, that's another point. I'd only had we one needed, drink. We I don't need you to be loose. I'd only I had you to be tight. I'd only had one fucking drink at this point. And so I get in there and I walk in, and you guys are like, "Yeah, well, it turns out that the pool table that we thought was there 
Isn't there? No, it was all pushed in the. And we moved it, and they moved it into this corner, which is unaccessible right now because there's a little mini concert, some live music going on. Not a concert, live music going on. And I'm like, folding my arms, like, are you fucking kidding me? What the shit is going on? And so I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I need a drink. That's what you do. Well, I, I was at this point, I was like, well. Again, I was fucking late compared to y'all. Yeah. And y'all already had your drinks. And I was yeah. like, do I even fuck y'all? Yeah. It was like six minutes do difference. I, shut the fuck up. So I'm like, do I fucking get a drink and then just like down it quickly? Because I think we're going to be here a minute. Or do I like get a water because I'm thirsty at this point And I need to like hydrate after my fucking pissed off, you know, dehydration. So I end up trying to get a water and me thinking that. I, I, I just kind of, I'm at the bar and I'm leaning over and you, you listen, I just, some of y'all know who I am you know, at this early, early stage of these podcast episodes, but quite a few of you, hopefully in the future may listen back to this, the archives. You're like, wow, these legends, let's listen to the old episodes. Legends. Um, <laughs> what you don't know about me is that I'm pretty fucking tall and I'm a pretty noticeable guy. And I'm like leaning in between, like, you know how you do the old lean where you're not trying to. And you're not trying to fucking bother like either of these people. Yeah, and they're sitting. At the you're bar. looking at this bartender, and they're like going like in a row, like, okay, we'll get to these new people, and we'll step right to these new people. And then I assume that I'm like next, but like they went back to where they previously were, and this motherfucker got his drink like after a minute and a half of standing there, and I've been there for ten minutes, and then I'm I'm just I'm just fucking losing. I watch this happen, and I raise my arms, yeah. and I'm like, well, what the. F- <laughs> and I find just I walk away and I'm very heated. Everybody knows I'm pissed off right now. And you guys, now that I'm talking about this, I think I have a point. Okay, what? I just like to stay on the timeline. I was, I was, uh, you're probably, it's probably a good thing you didn't get the drink because I was telling everyone, I was like, hey, as soon as Pat gets his drink, let's leave. <laughs> you never got oh. it. So you would have been even more. It was hilarious. Dude, we got there probably what? Uh, Five minutes before Pat did. Yeah. Not and five. I, it was really five. five it was not that many. I had three drinks from the time that you had one. Because I had one. I had one. I didn't I have a drink there. Okay, you didn't have a drink. No. I, I don't know where you're about to No, no, no. I had, so I bought one there. I got one there. And then I got a whiskey and Coke. And then I sat, and then I got a beer after that. I sat that down. Matt spilled my <laughs> fucking Oh, I was there. Yeah, we're trying to like clean this shit up, and then I went and bought another one. And I downed it. So you, I had three drinks. I thought we were about to fucking leave, and we're just sitting there like idiots. <laughs> I want to play pool. Every we all know we're going to leave. You guys probably deliberately stayed there longer just to be like, let's just piss Pat off. I didn't do that. Well, no, I, I, I didn't like standing in the middle where everyone was trying to walk. Yeah, I, hate that that was, I didn't like standing there, so I was like, let's just yeah, sit yeah. on this All right, and so. This is gold. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so after three, and so yeah, so fine. This is the third bar now. We're not even like we're not even oh, my other. We're, getting, we're not even my other fucking rant. Like, it gets worse. And so I'm not. I don't even feel bad anymore that I was like kind of pissed off on a night out with the boys. And so I'm sitting at this table at this fucking bar. Where we're supposed. There's the second bar. There's supposed to be a pool table, but there isn't. And I'm just like, all right, well, I fucking want to leave. I'm like not in the mood to talk. And people are like, why aren't you having a good time, Pat? And I'm like, I know I probably should be. So finally we leave and we decide to go to the bar where we all know there's going to be a pool table. We all know there's going to be a fucking pool table. So we finally get there. And sure enough, there's a pool table. It's kind of a dinky little bar. It's a cash bar. This pool table, like there's 
whenever it's crowded, there's so much commotion going on. There's hardly any point in playing pool. But at this point in the evening, it's eight o'clock. So finally, I get what I want. Finally, I get my second drink of the evening and third and fourth and fifth, probably. And so, you know, it's like, hooray, there's a pool table. I haven't played pool in so long. And I've always, you know, I, I always want to play pool with the boys. One of those things I've thought, like, let's hit up, like, the crowd that we were hanging with and say, let's go fucking somewhere and, and shoot a bunch of pool guys. And so we get there and we, we decide, I think we decide what the teams are. The pool table sitting there unused this moment. And we, we go to the change machine, get our quarters for a dollar and put them in and rack the table. And I'm, somebody is about to break in this fucking fat little cocksucker. <laughs> Walk it over. TTB. And TTB, which if you don't know, is a reference to just sweaty Call of Duty players. And it's like, okay, think of them as the semi-pros. You know what I mean? So that's what they are. And so this guy comes He showed in, up with his own pool stick. Yeah, exactly showed up with his own pool stick, I guess. And he just kind of, the way that he says this shit, he fucking says like, I don't know what he says. He's like, oh, you guys uh, want to play some pool? Or are you guys about to play some pool? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are. I'm thinking like he's interested, like maybe he'll get next game. And he was like, oh, well, uh, technically it's my table. You know, you can you can play me. It's the way, it's the fucking way he delivered that where I was like, I didn't really give him a verbal response. I was just like, you fucking cocksucker. I don't know. And so, so it's, let's, wait, it's like let's quick call. Yeah, quick yeah, Go for it. Paint, paint, paint this. Paint the video. Just quit my quick side. Uh, uh, every time we've gone to this bar, there's always been that like gatekeeper. That's just guarding the pool table that you have to play to beat. And this was just another time that we've gone there. And this guy's there. And he was like the ultimate troll looking motherfucker that you, I was like, of course, this is who we would expect to find just guarding the pool table yeah. at the third bar. It's like, we're going through Mario right now and we're facing Bowser. And he just literally looks like Bowser with this corny ass look. And it was just made it that much more hilarious for the rest of the story. So, let me, yeah, so let me also paint. So again, this and this bar is probably the size of like legitimately my kitchen and my living room. This is a small ass bar. Okay. There's one fucking pool table to this bar. And there's probably what 15 people at this thing. So this just puts like this guy gets his dick hard over yeah. being at this small ass bar. He's got plays, a crowd. And he, yeah, he's got a crowd. He's got a pool. It's the only thing he had going. Yeah, in his life. Yeah, it's his territory. And he had his buddy with him. And his buddy. Oh, his buddy. Oh, well, no. I don't know. If I, no, no, no. His buddy is I'll like talk about that. Me. I'll, talk, ahead, I'll talk about his buddy. All right. So I'll, so I'll get to here in a second. And so. Should we add in his name? Actually, I'll say it then. I was say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say right, that. Say his what? name. No, no, it'll be the cherry on the not. It's not like you're giving away a social security number or anything. So, like. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, the whole point is the guy. The guy is there only to play pool. He fucking. I feel like he doesn't have a life. Like to be, to, the, to be fair, the only good thing I can say about him, the only nice thing I can say about him, is when it actually came to his pool game, he was a pretty good player and definitely way more in form than I am because I probably haven't played pool in forever. But like I played well that night. So. I guess he decides to play doubles, which we're going to talk about this in a little bit because it's like the guy is, I think he's there by himself, but there's this really nice guy who we all thought that they were friends or whatever. This super nice fucking guy showering me and Alex with compliments the whole time. Like, shot, man, you know, yeah. <laughs> fucking way he's talking. I'm thinking this guy's like, this is a nice guy, but, but this fucking Fat piece of shit is such a <laughs> he's such a douchebag and he's such a cocksucker in the way he's doing everything. 
And so we end up playing this game, and it's super competitive because because he's such an asshole. But but no, on no, the hang on but first. on the no hold on, then I'll let you say something. Like on the surface, this guy is like acts like a nice guy, but yeah. it's his behavior and what he knows the etiquette and shit should be that makes him a cocksucker. And he plays that much pool, he knows. Him. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, he was a textbook troll. Like he was trying to make it make himself sound like innocent and pure heart with his uh, like way he was behaving but in reality he was being a little fucking douchebag behind the scenes yeah but, uh, and he was calling like every single shot that you take to do you normally do that no you don't you you fucking do it if if it's like different and you right. only need to call like if, if it is in question if you want to say like just so that's just so that if i make something just say it's not slop you don't need to give me the route you just need to give me the ball in the hole and you right. have to hit and your ball was, first yeah, he was saying legitimately, like, oh, it's it's straight shot. I'm going for that hole. It's like, no shit. Yeah, okay. So you're going to hit a bank. Like, we get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you're not fucking Jesus or anything. Well, uh, just to, like, add in, I think, I don't know if this is right or not, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I could have sworn that you beat him first because, like, you won the table, right? We did. You came there, I'll, you showed up. I'll get did there. Did you play him one-on-one and kick his ass no, and no, no, won the no, table? No, so, so I'll get there. So I'll continue my story and say that, like, so – we're playing this game pool. It's like not even at this point. And so about halfway through, I don't remember if it's him or his teammate scratches. And this is such a fucking annoying thing. There's a million different variations of playing eight ball. And there's no universe. This is so stupid. There's no universally accepted way to do it. And so my brother, one of the, the biggest thing I disagree on is when you scratch it, you should have ball in hand. Place it anywhere on the table. Hit it any ball, hit any pocket, as long as it's your ball first. Don't you fucking I don't think it's, I don't like that either. I like okay, well it's more challenging. No, you put it, you put it's, it. It's an improper penalty. It's an improper penalty for a fucking bad shot. If you scratch it, hitting a the next Gavin. I like to keep the challenge alive. On nine ball, no, you don't nine, you don't. Playing, if you're playing nine ball, you put it wherever it goes if you scratch. If you're playing eight ball or solid stripes or whatever you want to call it. Well, Jake, all I you can You put it on the side that you break. All I can say is that that's your wrong opinion and that there's a million variations in the bar, the, the league rules that I've played in. I guarantee, like, I will guarantee this. Any real eight-ball league, most of them, I don't say all of them, but most of them, that rule is going to be ball in hand. It's not going to be behind the kitchen or whatever. And so this guy scratches, and I, it's my turn. So I, I pick this ball up, and this guy, I already hate him. But I pick this ball up, and I look at him, and I'm like, I got ball in hand, right? And ball in hand literally means anywhere on the table, any ball in your pocket. Like, it's, you're, it's fucking open. And he was like, yep. And so I start to move forward on the table, and he was like, no, no, no. You got to put it behind the dot. I'm like, and I actually, for the first time, I'm like kind of vocally rude, or like I say something like, oh, you fucking play that way? You know what I mean? Like, I know what your guys' opinions are, but there's a lot of people that disagree with you. Well, you're turning into a gatekeeper because you played in the league. Okay, you so I throw my little league dick around, <laughs> and you, you played in a pool league. You're, you're not, oh, no, I actually okay, played. I'm not points. impressed. But by I, your I played, if you played, I played in some bar league and shit. I'm fucking better than you, bitch. Dude, Let, we'll, we'll recap on that next week. I'll play you. Okay, fine. I'd love to. But anyway, so to keep this story accelerating here, like, you know, after that moment, I don't know fucking what happens, but, but I, you know, this is like, you know, I'll brag about myself here for a second. I I, had, I got the ball back, or it was my turn, and I think we had like 
I think there were four of all bar, our balls left, and I sank all of them and made the eight ball like at the end. And I, I after Brendan was like, "Oh, you're not beating this guy," and I was like, <laughs> "Bitch!" Yeah. And, I, and I did it, and I walked back, and I beat I beat the TTV, I beat nice. fucking Bowser, and I'm walking away, and I like look at Brendan, and I fucking just. You know, fuck, Kong, fuck my chest, chest like yeah. King Kong. Like, look at me, Dude, motherfucker. Wall Street. And so, <laughs> so we think that we've like, what's a, what's a, what's a creative word for this? We think, think that, that we sealed the deal. We think that we, table. we think that we've extinguished the boss. Right. We, yeah. we right. Think that, you we vanquished. You vanquished the boss. Thank you. Vanquished was the word I was looking for. And he like, I, he like left out the front door, and like then we got the pool. It was like we earned the pool table. Like, you know, go ahead, Austin. What do you want? <laughs> I'm just. I would be remiss if this part did not get said. This is a little like this is a tribute to Alex and uh, something funny he said. Okay. Uh, what what the guy did after that, after he was vanquished, he went and uh, like wrote his name on a board and put some quarters like secretly on the table oh, with, nope, that no one even saw. Like right after, yeah, he like apparently or maybe not right after, but he like slammed him down. And I don't think anyone saw because when we thought we had the table, we thought we were gonna play next, but he had already kind of called the next spot because you know he was really only there to play. Cool, not doing yeah. else. But he went and wrote his name on the board, apparently, and Alex saw it, and I guess it said, "Sweet." Yeah, his name, of course, of all things in the universe, sweet. like his name was Sweet, and we started making fun of him. Alex was like, "It's a few too many sweets." Alex was like, <laughs> "Alex was like, I can just see him, like you know, walking around there, like yeah, uh, this girl saw me smoking my vape one time and said it was pretty sweet, and that's what they all call me here." <laughs> Yeah, that's what they know about the sweet. And so, like, Dude, I, I, I fucking started dying laughing when he said that. He said it way better than I said it. Min but Minnesota sweet. Yeah, I blew that New Jersey cheesecake right in your face, and that was so sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call me. So sweet. I if if that <laughs> happened earlier, I I was aware of that yeah. happening. Like right. Okay. So like after that, we like earn the table, and I'll, this is this is quick and interesting. Like me and Alex played somebody else. Well, who the fuck was it? Was it Ethan and Brennan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We we played Ethan and Brennan doubles. Brennan sucks. <laughs> well, it's Ethan's, hard. It's Ethan's hard. It's hard, hard, hard. Yeah, hard to play with claws. We beat. We, yeah, yeah, and we, we we beat the fuck out of them. So this is where sweets walks <laughs> walks. Where do you think you're going? You're going to the bathroom now. Sweet, come on, I got you. All right, fine, Let's go fine, sweet. fine. And so, Sweet walks back into the bar, but he walks in through the back for some goddamn reason. And oh, I he's, see he's this, a backdoor man. And I see this shit. He's a backdoor man, just straight up fucking commando through there. And so I see it, and I'm like, God damn it! I thought this fucking guy left. And Jake, I believe you called next game, but you didn't do anything like no, that. I didn't put any yeah. orders down. You didn't do anything yeah. bar official or anything. And this guy comes in, and it's fine. What he did was fine because he didn't know. But he like puts his fucking he puts his quarters on the table and he writes his name. And I would have just—it's probably cool to say this, but I would have wanted to say like, oh, um, actually, like he didn't actually do this, but our friend Jake is next. You know, it's something that like normal people would hear and be like. Oh, okay, my mistake. Like, and you know, and they'll, they'll right. call the next game after that. Right. But I just didn't fucking interject. No, I just kind of let him do been, his shit. He would have totally been a guy of, well, I don't see his quarters on his He would have been if I said he'd have been like, sounds like he doesn't know fucking proper, which he doesn't know proper etiquette at all. But he's like, oh, it doesn't look like he knows proper pool bar what etiquette. And so. I mean, fucking play some pool and find take out. Turns. People let people have so, kids. Don't be like, oh, well, I called it. Like, right. And so, and so this fucking guy, like, he, so he, he put, okay, so like, we, me, me and Alex beat Ethan and whoever the fuck, Brendan. And it's our table again, obviously, because we're way better than them. 
And um, this guy comes in and he puts the quarters down and puts the fucking name Sweets on the board and he racks. Sweet. No, sweet. sweet. Okay, sweet. sweet. So Sweet puts his name on the board and then racks. And I'm, me and Alex fucking look at each other and we're like, God fucking damn this motherfucker. I wanted to play our friends. And so he racks and I, I break. It was a fantastic break, by the way. <laughs> I know. Important details there. What a humble, what a humble <laughs> break. Yeah. What a humble break. I know how to do it. Watch <laughs> Watch me next time. I know how to break some <laughs> balls. Is Pat sweet right now? Pat, Pat is sweat right now. That's who he is. He's sweaty. Sweat. So, <laughs> so I, I break. I don't make shit. But I, I break it really well. But I, I don't make shit. And I'm like, well, God damn it. Uh, so I, I give my pull stick to Alex. Sweet goes. And, you know, after his turn, it's Alex's turn. He goes. And Alex shoots. God damn it. He gets done. And then Sweet goes again. Like, oh, he really? goes again. Yeah. yeah. Like, and what keeps, the fuck is this? Like, he keeps kind of going. He, go, like he goes up there. It happens for a while. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up there and hits like a second shot. He's like playing like, you know, solo, solo duos. Like, yeah. Like, solo duos. Like, solo duos. Like, solo duos. Like, and like, he goes up there and me and Alex kind of look at each other like, what does this motherfucker <laughs> think he's doing or whatever? And so we just kind of look at each other. We don't say shit. Again, we probably should. We're probably in a weird way or probably too nice. But, like, we should have been like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, get a, get a teammate, you know? And by the way, his old teammate, the nicest guy in the world, who's fucking complimented, like, so many shots, like, that was a shot guy. He's, like, he's, he's, <laughs> he's watching like all the standing there black. <laughs> Kermit's the best fucking uh, meme character of all time. But anyway, that's a different discussion. Um, anyway, so so the game, the game goes on. It's 2v1. Like, me and Alex alternate turns, and this guy who... It sucks because this guy's pretty good and then Forum is like playing every shot for his like one man team. And then halfway through the game, he's like, Oh, are you guys playing doubles? <laughs> like, like, motherfucker, like you we beat you playing doubles to get the table, and then you just fucking you come back. Yeah, of course we're playing it's like doubles. no shit. What we've been doing th- doubles the whole time. What the fuck do you think? Like, what, what did you think whenever my friend went after me? You know, like yeah. what the fuck? No, he played dumb. He's such, he's such a he didn't say any. He didn't say anything like a visceral or anything. But it's just the fucking way that he went about shit in his activities and shit. It's like what the fuck are you doing? Hat is legitimately pissed off. Hey, that, I'm pissed well, off. That, I'm having a good time because I'm like because real quick, Austin. I'm like already like primed to be pissed off like at this point. <laughs> and this guy, but sometimes it's like fun to be pissed off. This guy like came in and just turned my little pissed off worm into a fucking goddamn <laughs> like wild animal. Like, ah, God damn it. It was a good like bonding moment with Alex to be honest with you. I'm looking at him like, what the fuck is this? I don't know. Go ahead. But that that whole thing of him saying that is a testament to the type of like way he was being of him just acting like nice. Sucker. Yeah, like being, yeah, being a quiet cocksucker, being nice, and then, but yeah. in reality, being a fucking dickhead about everything. Yeah, and so he grabs his teammate, and um, or he gra- gra- grabs a random guy. That, Wait, his teammate was shitty, right? Became, no, his second teammate was like, okay. He, he was a decent player. Like, I don't know where the guy came from, but I, I, I guess he just kind of gathered and was like, well, hey, like, I think I need, the, I don't know, I don't really know him. He it, called him back. Halfway through the game, he picked up a teammate, and that's fine, whatever. And so, the game, the game continues, and me and Alex have our own, like the, our own proper. You know, everybody's like I said, eight balls annoying. It's got a million different rules. We've got our own idea of the game, 
but like something happens on the table um where we i think we scratch or we whatever it is they it's basically they should have ball in hand but me and alex didn't say anything because it's like well let's play to their own rules which uh, which penalizes them in this situation so that they have to okay. take it behind the kitchen or whatever yeah and so like we, we we play like intentionally it's like man i'd love to just be like hey man my table we're playing this fucking way now but if i would have said that the guy would have put the ball down right here and made an easy shot so I, we, didn't yeah. wanna, we didn't want to do that and so the game the game gets real serious from this point out like me and Alex are like communicating over every single fucking shot. What do you want to say? So it, it had gone down to like maybe there's like five to seven balls out there, and everybody wanted to go to the next bar. And I'm like, they kept trying to get me, and I was like, no, no, no. This is like got like probably like two to five minutes left. It's almost over. Like there's only a few balls left. But let me tell you, time slowed the fuck down. Because <laughs> this became the ultimate game was, of chess and a, strategy. And so, Hang on, I, and I was sitting there, and I was like, <laughs> "I gotta fucking see this," because now I felt like I was like mentally in the strategy board with Pat and Alex, and like, like almost seeing what they were saying to each other, and just like, and all of a sudden I started getting the adrenaline. I was like, "I really want them to fucking beat this guy," because I know he's a fat piece of shit, <laughs> and I just I felt like I was a part of the team at that point. I had to see it. So coming from the aspect of the other guys going to the other bar. I had no clue that all this stuff was going down. Oh, I, I, knew, I, I, knew, I knew that you played the first game and that I was going to play the second one. But then after yeah. Sweet came in and just swooped it up, I was like, fuck it. I think I was off on the side. And I was already pretty drunk but, at this but, point, too. But did you know that this guy was at least kind of a douche? Absolutely. Okay. I knew he was so that, so that's, yeah, me and Brandon walked in and said, this guy's a TCB pack. Yeah, yeah. You, you were saying that. Everybody yes. was saying that, except I'll just go ahead and point this part out, just like kind of the end of the story. And it's not the end of the story, but like at the end of the day, like we – we start to leave, and Ethan apparently is clueless. He says, "I thought he was a pretty nice guy." No, I, was just saying <laughs> and I, that and I look at him. Yeah, but it was part, it was yeah, one second here, and so I look at him. I'm like, "Are you fucking serious? Did you not pay attention to any of that?" Because me and Alex were a hundred percent in the fucking thing. We like knew everything. Everybody else picked up sixty to seventy percent. Ethan's like. Oh, he seems like a nice guy to me. Yeah. No, he was an absolute douche. Respect. I think Ethan was trolling you guys there, but oh, uh, was he really? Yeah, I think oh, he was. But I don't know. He, might, it, I don't know. He'd be that person it, that wouldn't be trolling it, you in that situation. It didn't like look that. like he was trolling me. He didn't give me any sort of look or anything. Like normally, I know when Ethan's trolling me. What so. indicated to me, Jake, like the reason why it like the switch flipped on that I was like, oh shit, this is getting really intense and really serious, is because I saw Alex and Pat. Like walking off to the side and whispering to each other, and that's that's when I knew I was like, "Oh fuck, this shit just got real." Like we, you even we, told me at one point, you even told me that like you and Alex like looked at each other and you just had this understood, oh, like like nonverbal like communication yeah. of we gotta fucking beat this motherfucker. Yeah. Decided to strategy. That's when you know shit. It got so real. Like, at that point. Me, me and Alex have such a good fucking like cool chemistry that when when we see somebody do the same when, when we do somebody when we see somebody god when damn do it somebody? when we do somebody <laughs> when we see somebody god. when we see somebody do something we have the same opinion <laughs> we, we have this like non-vocal communication we look we look at each other and whatever it is we like we have an understanding so i don't know man the fucking game the game goes on and at one point, it, they have a really tough shot. We're playing like safety shots, which I'm not going to get into. Oh wait, cool. to, that say, hey, to that point, okay. yeah, I, I knew it was all like very strategic, more, more serious than like the dude, the douchebag guy, sweet. 
he would like intentionally hit the ball very soft to where it would just like tap the ball, but set them up in a position where they couldn't hit the ball. And then I started to see we you guys reciprocate because we you're like, oh, you're going to play that fucking card? All it, right, we'll do that too. It's smart play, to be yeah, honest with you. It, it is, like, it win, is. Winning pool sometimes takes defensive shots. But it, it, really was, it was a situation where it's like he could have probably made it if he tried, but he intentionally did something, not even trying to take you're it play, the shot where he could make it. You're So you're playing the odds at that point. Like, it, you know, good, right. good pool players play good defense, like safe defense at times. Like, you can't always play offense like nine sure. balls especially if you ever watch that shit you can't go balls to the wall playing you, pool, right? you can't and so at one point like we leave it somewhere where it's really hard for them to hit that ball and like again here we go with eight ball rules there's so many fucking variations like any no but I, again like any normal fucking game of pool like of eight ball you have to hit your ball i think there's like there's like a few exceptions but any normal game you like you have to hit your ball or else like and then hit a rail, or else it's fucking ball in hand. You, it's it like gives you something to. It gives you a fucking objective. Like oh fuck, I'm gonna have a real hard time hitting this ball, or else they're just gonna have a free shot. And so we left them with a the tough one. And this guy hits a couple of rails. I think he hits our ball. And then you know, me and Alex look at each other like, well, I guess you know that's a scratch, right? So it, it, yes, technically it's a scratch, and we have ball in hand. But right. this guy was like. Oh, it hit two rails, and so me and Alex look at each other, and Alex, Alex says something like, "Yeah, and it hit your and it hit his fucking ball too, or whatever." And so he take, so we don't get ball in hand. We like we try to hit it or whatever. And then slightly later in the game, fucking Alex is in a similar situation, and he's like, "Well, I guess all I gotta do is hit two fucking rails." <laughs> Which can really turn into a fucking stalemate when you're. That's why it's such a bad rule. Like, oh, so if you hit two rails, like we just continue and fucking yeah. It's like okay, you're, you're just. It's just such a <laughs> so the fucking stupid. The veins in Pat's forehead are so. Pat is, Pat is fucking. What sucked, up right what sucked about this this uh, second? We lost the second game. What what sucks about it is that like kind of like early ish in the game, like I missed a shot that wasn't hard. A little bit later, Alex missed a shot that that wasn't. That fucking hard. Well, I mean, these weren't gimmicks. They got they're not, at the end. They're not. Could have no. won a few times. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he missed a shot. I missed a shot. Ultimately, like, it was a pretty close game. It, like, yeah, it was. If you have those, you probably win the game. We didn't. You guys and, were positioned to win and it. Fucking sweet, win, and fucking win. sweet win. And all I wanted, we were leaving anyway, but, like, all I wanted was to beat that motherfucker again and just be like, you know. Fuck you. Eat, eat that yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then and then leave, but. But uh, he he won. I gave him the fucking just the coldest fucking handshake <laughs> I've given anybody in my life, and then we just immediately leave. How, on, the, and, on, the, on the scale of like dead to deader fish, like how how dead of a fish was that handshake? I didn't want to look at that bitch. It was a shrimp. That was a shrimp dick. Uh, Handshake. It was a Brendan handshake, like a lobster. He knows he's he knows he's a piece of shit. I wanted you guys to win that game so fucking he, bad. I feel like I lost the game when I saw you guys. I didn't even want to talk to you guys. Sucks, I was like, I, like, I'm so I just you guys friends. So that heated, I was so pissed off about it. And you know, the guy like maybe maybe find some friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe find like a, another like hobby like, or. Hobby, like, don't don't make it's not. You can tell he lived there. It ain't fucking healthy to make your goal just like, oh, I'm gonna go to this bar and just like run the pool table. Like, yeah. I know that sounds like fun in theory, but when you're a cocksucker, it's different. And yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You don't have you don't have a real friend to play doubles with, and you just look like a, a loser, like yeah. like you are. It's like he was a loser. It, it's it, you know you, you can 
you can go do that, but at least do it with the right fucking etiquette and the right attitude. But he was just he was just a bitch. I don't fucking like him. We left the bar and and, and and like ultimately to wrap up like my whole side of this very long story where it, it started out like dif- different bars pu- like trying to hop to bars with with pool tables that didn't exist and finally we got to this bar and this whole time I'm like annoyed and he's <laughs> quite sober and we finally get to this bar and we meet this fucking son of a bitch in, in a weird way it channeled like that hate into kind con- or that it channeled that annoyance and like fucking pissed off and hate into like kind of a fun emotion i don't fucking know yeah it was a story it was a a fun story to like and that's like going out there because i always feel like when we go out there every time go with some hilarious like every time we go to that bar yeah we have something like yeah fucking yeah you just know something's gonna happen when you go there but you can't go there and not have some every time we've been there something something's ridiculous funny shit happens like that yeah but yeah, the last time it was even funnier. But that's a whole other story. We'll say for another time. That's a that was a good one. That we was got kicked out for no reason. But yeah, we'll get into it another time. I can't. I mean, you're gonna have to say that because I don't remember any. Like I remember you uh, remember the details more than I do. Okay. Well, I feel like you drinking helped because it returned you to the state of being that you were in and then reinvigorated the, the, the rage that you really dude, had. The the thing was so, and the thing that was shit. so great about that too, though, and from what people can't see at home, is Pat. Like his veins were legitimately coming out of his mouth. He had both hands gripping the side of the table, leaning up with his arms like extended and like hovering over the mic. Like it was like he was shouting down at like a small child or something. When he was saying cocksucker, it was coming from his soul, not just his mouth. Like I will never forget that game. I swear to God. And I I honestly won't forget that game either because that was something that you'll probably remember the rest of your life. That is so funny because like I had the complete opposite thing because I was just in my own world. Yeah, you you weren't picking up on it. I was just at the table on the other side of the thing. You were talking to me. And I was talking to you. I was like, let me watch this. This isn't right. And I was was taking a picture of you and I sent it to one of our buddies, Andy. And he just, I forgot, he replied the next day and he just put, what a clown, I think. And um, <laughs> love Andy, dude. It was, yeah, what a clown that was! So epic, like that whole story. Yeah, I know. Mean, you, you never, it was right in front of your eyes. I see was right. Eyes. I would never know. I was trying to like get you. You were kind of drunk at this point. Yes, I was like was. trying to get you. I was like, dude. I was like, they're getting really into this. Like they're getting pissed. I can see well, it in their face. So I knew right off the bat that this dude was taking it way too serious. And like, I like pool. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at pool. But like. I'm never going to take it that seriously. But well, holy shit, this guy. To be honest, when it comes to any sort of competition, it really gets to that point with like Alex, Pat, me, and a lot of certain other people yeah. where it's like, it's very competitive. It's well, not a, shit. it's not a game. It's not a joke. It's not for fun. It's like, I'm here to fucking win. Cause I don't like losing. And it's going to be like, even Which if it's a fun game, it's like, we have this like way of like getting kind of serious about like I'm not about to fucking visit this person of all people like sort of which is hilarious because you were so bad at golf and you were, <laughs> you were taking it the most serious out of all I of know. us and like I was trying to crack jokes with you and you were not having it at all no. and, and, and no, I know and I was like there's like Austin you gotta understand like there's plenty of shit talk on the golf course like that that is in golf etiquette yeah. is talking shit just not when you're swinging right you know? I thoroughly. Uh, like and emotionally enjoy like comp- friendly competition oh, sports, exactly. but there's something about the like mental aspect of competition that really just gets me honed in, and I'm yeah. just like I just 
want to do that. I feel like I'm competing for the Olympics no and matter what you, I'm doing. And I just, it's like I switched to this mode. It's so funny because you're taking it so seriously and you're wearing probably the douchiest hat. It was a total fisherman hat. Floppy fisherman hat. Yeah. It, looked, it was the most ridiculous thing I've seen in my life. So, so I also just want to point out, like, I'm not trolling that way. I would have been, I would have been that guy at the bar guarding the pool table. I would have been like getting under your guys' skin, and he was, I yeah, but, but he knew what he was doing. He but was, you have a life. But yeah, you have yeah, a life. Exactly. Oh, he was under a skin. I'm sure, he knew he was. Sure, he, he had you guys by the balls. And I was gone for a second. I heard you guys talking about like you know ruthlessly competitive shit. But I, I can be ruthlessly competitive and still a fucking respectful etiquette, right? Yeah. But that guy like took it all away. And right. so me and Alex were just like, we got to beat this motherfucker. Yeah. And so all yeah. like, all fucking, res- all respect and everything was just I'm off the down. table. And so it was ruthlessly competitive with no respect. And that's when you fucking, oh, when I, that's when it fucking gets somewhere. If you know? I lose respect, I won't really say anything until I get up. And then once I'm up, then I let them have it. Like in soccer, when we would play, mm-hmm. I would, dude, as soon as we scored a goal, I would fucking get in all their heads. And I would <laughs> Alex would be even telling me to like stop talking so much shit, and I would just be like saying the funniest shit. I don't even remember what I said, but like we would just be fucking talking mad shit to these people, just trying to tear them down from the inside, and it fucking worked. Yeah. But when I when I'm when I'm losing and I and respects out the window, you know, I, you know, I won't fucking say where I'm going straight to like the most like zen state of like there's nothing gonna break my concentration in this world. Like I, I am fucking focused. So I'm I'm competitive. <clears throat> I'm competitive in the fact of. Like me and Pat were taking golf seriously and all that stuff. Oh yeah. But at the same time, if I'm playing with you guys, I'm gonna Oh yeah. I'm gonna talk shit now. Right. It's a little different when it's us. It was very serious yeah. when we were playing five dollars a Yeah, it, it was very serious. Until I guy resigned to my fate. We've talked about that. <laughs> Pat cheated. Like, I, I, I totally well, cheated. About You've been discussed on the podcast, and all the but no, yeah. When it's when it's 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 when it's with you guys, it's I'm a little bit more lax. Sometimes if there's enough shit talk, then I I'll go back to that Zen state of focus. But when it's other people I don't know, I'm like, I don't want to be a dick, but I want to destroy you. Yeah. Which, by the way, we need to get round three before it gets too cold. Yeah, we do. I want. Yeah. I, I, well, he's back now, and we got the fall weather going. We know, we know other well, people want to join in, right. and we can maybe have an eight man. Thing yeah. Because. One of the merrier, in my opinion. Yeah. Like it's not, we'll play at our own pace and everything. We don't have to wait for them, but we'll all just be right. there together, sort of thing. That too, and shout out all the COD people on here that are listening. We need to do another kill race. Thing. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to get your ass back. Yeah. Vanguard's gonna be out soon. We'll be doing six man, so we'll have you know bigger teams and yeah. camo grind. But anyway, all right. Let's get to the crux of our conversation here. So now here, here's the question. How do we want to divvy it up? Yeah, so we completely threw off our plane with what we were actually going to my topic. Let me, if we're doing, we're doing two. If we're doing two, then I'm not doing mine this okay. week. I already talked a lot so, there. And I awesome. really let me ask you this. Me and Andy have ours prepared. I know you're going to be ad-libbing. Yeah. So do you yeah. have an issue with me and Andy going this week? Not at all. Okay. All right. I had two, and I can't remember what the other one was, so I only have one right now. I'm okay. perfectly yeah, happy. Yeah. So mine is a little bit more a serious topic. Andy, I think, is serious, but also hilarious, so, too, at the same time. So I'll let you guys decide who you want to hear first. Mine. Let's get the topic. So, so, like, say, so, we, so the, the main topic this week, I guess, is that we want to yeah, uh, conspiracy yeah. theories. Conspiracy theories. It, it, so, introduce we're, it. We're it talk, wasn't really introduced. Yeah, it wasn't formally introduced. We're going to talk conspiracy <laughs> theories. 
So how we're going to approach this is we all each picked or talked about a conspiracy theory, and we're going to try to present some truth or convince the other person that that conspiracy theory is correct or just laugh at one conspiracy theory. For example, but well, we didn't do it on this one, but future plug, we were going to talk, one person was going to talk about Flat Earth, or Flat Earth was brought oh, yeah. up as a topic, that was but one. we're not going to do that as a topic for this one, because we're doing a whole podcast on Flat Earth. I mean, there's enough that we could do a full time. We can talk about this off air, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a two hour topic. It's like, I don't think so either. These people are fucking stupid. It's like, I'm a bit. Well, I mean, Andy's a flat earther, so I don't know why you're trying to. Just to clarify, I'm a Just to clarify, are we like, you guys. I don't, like you obviously don't believe in these conspiracy theories. Are you going to be arguing them as if you were someone that did? But so, you really are being like. So let me, let me just let me just tell, let me just introduce mine. Mine is the Illuminati. Okay, okay. I am going to talk about the Illuminati, and there's parts of it that I don't think are true, but I will make a case, and I do believe that there are some points of it to be true, and I think I have factual evidence, like Alex Jones, to prove this. Andy, 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 do you want to go ahead and introduce your topic? Factual evidence, yeah. like Alex Jones. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll dig into I'll dig into mine, and I'll also take the same approach. I'll try to hit you with hard facts that try to convince you, but I'll also play a little devil's advocate as well. But my topic is mattress firm. Is it a front for laundering money, or is it a staple uh, mattress company known across America? I'll let you all decide. Uh, but want to hit you with a couple of statistics. Uh, that kind of shocked me and and put it in perspe- perspective a little bit. So the first one, 42% of mattress firm stores are within one a one-mile radius of one another. So just think about that. There's there's specific cities. There's there's one in, in uh in Indiana, for example, that has seven in a, a, a one-mile radius. Um so I think that's that's an important thing to to keep in mind here. The other one, kind of the same thing, but another way to look at it, there's more mattress firm stores than McDonald's or Starbucks in the United States. No and, shit. And there's a lot of fucking McDonald's and Starbucks. So Is that another, really true? Way, another way to look at it. Yep, that's a fact. And so just to be clear, you're talking about just like the chain mattress firm. So you're not talking about just mattress stores in general, a chain mattress firm. No, this is just mattress firm. So okay. I'll, go, I'll go through the timeline. They've had a series of kind of acquisitions and, and eating up some of these small mattress companies. But mattress firm is by far the biggest one. And we're just talking about this company specifically. All right. So kind of moving on, uh, I want to pose a couple questions because I want to get your takes on this. Um when was the last time you guys bought a mattress or like how often would you buy a mattress? I bought a mattress. Oh, how often? Like not very often when I fucking, I guess when I need one and I needed one after I moved out of my, my parents, after I graduated college, I moved back in with my mom and I found a job and I stayed for a little bit and then I got an apartment and I needed a bed that was not a twin bed. So I bought a king size Sleep number bed. It's fantastic. I put a fucking pillow top. No free ads. No yeah. free ads, but it's, it's pretty good. I put a pillow top mattress on it, but that, that's pretty much it. I expect that fucking thing to last a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I moved out of college. I needed a bed. I bought a bed. It's kind of where it was at. 
That was a fair answer. I felt like Pat's was a very long-winded answer to say when the last time you bought a mattress was. But anyway, like, now my answer is like making it longer. I like the, yeah. But I think the last time I bought a mattress was eight years ago. Austin says they I'm long We don't buy them very often. Yeah, so Austin's spot on. The average American only buys a new mattress every seven to ten years. Um, we can cut the part that Austin is spot on, right? No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean he, was, he was still off. He didn't That's say seven to ten, so... <laughs> but uh, and, and I'll throw this on there too. Kind of some of the research I was doing, the idea of buying mattresses from stores is kind of dying out. Uh, like I bought my mattress from IKEA in a fucking box. Like they, it's just kind of they call it bed in a box services. It's like the new way you can get them delivered to your door easier. That sort of stuff. So the idea of like mattress firm being a successful and and big uh growth company here. Um, that's selling a lot of mattresses all the time is a little flawed. I, I also want to ask this question. Have you guys ever seen someone in a mattress firm? Like driving by or in the parking lot, you just look in there. Have you? Can you honestly say you've ever seen people actively shopping in there before? So I've, I've been introduced to this tonight. I don't just like see mattress firms everywhere necessarily, but like when I did shop for my bed, I did go into the sleep number store where there are a lot of people in there. No, was I able to like try out my mattress like you would at any mattress store, even if they're money laundering? Yeah, I tried it out, but there weren't a lot of people in there when I was in there. That's my experience from it. It was like a weekday night. It was probably seven or eight p.m. Like when you'd think the shit would be, you know, busy. So when would you think a mattress would be popping? I don't. I've never. I mean, I've never. So your point, yeah, the weekends maybe. I've never seen like so. I bought mine at um, Ashley Furniture. No free ads, but. uh I but that's a furniture place too, so like I can understand why you need furniture. But to to Andy's point, I kind of agree with you. I, I can't really remember a mattress firm place actually having that many people there. Well, I, uh, I I I've been introduced to this subject before, and I've always thought about it ever since I heard about it. And I was literally on the way here, and I looked at a mattress firm, and I was like, "There's no one even in there." And like, I was like, just thinking like, man, they must burn a lot of like electricity and raise the bill all the time. Just having shit running all the time for no one to even be in there. But I mean, it makes sense for there to not be people in there. People don't buy them except for once every eight years or whatever. seems like a flawed business model to have shit running all the time when they're, especially when there's no one there to shut everything off and someone comes in and turn it on. Or maybe not. Maybe they can't do that because then people will think it's closed and they won't go. But it just seems like, you know, you don't really see people there because people don't buy them that often. That's probably partly of the response to that, like the counterpoint, I guess you could say. Which I guess brings up the question of why there are fucking 10 in a one-mile radius, right? Well, here you go. He's probably going to talk. Yeah, wow. I'll, get, I'll get to this. I, I did my research. Also, a quick note to that. Only 15% of their sales are online, meaning assuming that, that 85% are at all these retail stores that are seemingly empty all the time. So... I, I don't think that that's a rationale either of like why they're they're empty. There's supposedly a lot of sales there. But let me run through. I compiled kind of like a timeline of events uh, that I think kind of illustrate why there's so many of these stores. So they were founded in 1986. Uh, when it came to 2007, that's when they really tried to kind of take over all of these different mattress stores across the country. So they started with their first acquisition of Mattress Pro kind of in the southern region uh, in 2007. 
Um, they that happens uh, all the way to like 2015. That was kind of their last big acquisition. Uh, they acquired Sleepies and Sleep America retail locations, and that supposedly contributed a lot to uh, all these retail locations, all in you know centralized places, having a ton in a one mile radius because they took all these existing ones and just replaced the name with Mattress Firm. So that contributes to a little bit, but at the same time, to play devil's devil's advocate on that, they still opened up a lot of additional ones past that. So you kind of got to look at it both sides. Um, shortly after that, shortly after 2015, that's when accusations of fraud kind of began, um, and especially related to corporate real estate deals. So these brokers were signing leases way above market rates, um, nothing was really criminal at that point or taken too seriously. There was just these accusations and different things going through courts, but nothing really solidified from that yet. So the next year, 2016, um, they were acquired by their parent company, which is called Steinhoff Holdings. So this is the second largest furniture retailer, uh, only after Ikea. Ikea is the largest, and they're based in South Africa. And they were criticized for this deal because it was they paid way too much for a mattress firm. They paid $2.4 billion, which is like over twice of what the company's actually really worth. And that's then, a rich dad mindset, though, Andy. You got to remember that. You think that's rich dad paying too much, though? Pat, is that, is that rich dad? Overpaying for real estate? No. That's poor dad, in my opinion. That's what I did. It's a poor dad mindset. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. Go ahead. So... This is kind of where it gets weird that Steinhoff CEO weirdly resigns right after that, out of the blue, uh, and more public scrutiny was happening of fraud activity, not just from the real estate, but from other things related to uh, inflating some of their their, uh, accounting numbers internally and things like that. Uh, and this actually kind of became known as one of the most like well-known known corporate fraud scandals in South African history. There's been bigger ones in the United States before this big of a company in South Africa. It was kind of like the big story um, of the time. And then two years later, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, uh, along with some of those real, est- real estate lawsuits that I mentioned earlier. Those actually kind of came to fruition. They sued these real estate brokers that were inflating the prices. And now the new CEO is going on this big mission. So they filed for bankruptcy, but they're still in business. Uh, This new CEO that stepped in, he's kind of on this big campaign to close a lot of those stores that are, quote, in close proximity to each other. Uh, So to kind of play both sides, you can kind of see how, yeah, it kind of makes sense why there's some stores in close proximity uh, maybe it was just you know bad business practices, but if you want to put on the tinfoil hat, you can say this new CEO is kind of doing cleanup for all the sketchy shit that was happening. This whole acquisition that Steinhoff Holdings had was really just trying to loop them into a, a bigger fraud scheme uh, that they were already interested in on top of sort of all the sketchiness that was happening in the past uh, and just really taking advantage of that. And I think just to summarize it, if one were to launder money, I would say having a lot of retail locations with huge margins, not really having to have a ton of employees at those locations, having low inventory turnover that you know you can inflate the prices or, or how much you're actually selling, that's a great setup to you know clean up dirty money um, 
it they may or may not have done it, but I'll let you all decide. So is this is this uh, episode about conspiracy theories or actual real theories, nerdy? I mean, the line is blurred, Pat. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of that this was kid, the most sexual way I've ever heard. Something. I've had a couple of drinks. Conspiracy yeah. theories are real. Theories. So um, that makes way more sense than uh, I didn't even know about this until today. Um, well, you're a real that, estate mogul now, so I mean, yeah, I am mogul, yeah. But yeah. that that makes a lot of sense, and I guess the only or the one question I can think of is: Would there be any other reason to do it other than money laundering? Is there any other like kind of crazy scheme, or am I just overthinking it? I think. Go ahead. I think it's one of the conspiracy theories at all of them that sounds like it could have the very high potential to actually be true. Um, Especially when you put it in that string of events, like it sequences in that order, it's like it almost just leads you to believe that it really is the case. But I think to counter argue it, it would counter argue it. Uh, you could say like, well, if there's a lot of them, uh, as many as there are McDonald's and Starbucks, whatever. That's wild. There would have been a lot of employees, uh, probably more than you could uh, maintain or maintain keeping a secret. Uh, you know, cause like you can know a lot of people and have like 20 stores and know all of them and, uh, and, you know, keep everyone need to keep a secret pretty well, so, something serious like that. But if you have like millions of these places or whatever the number is, like the odds are someone's going to tell someone that's going to tell someone and it's going to become exposed. And so maybe it did. And that's how this conspiracy theory was born. But, um, I would say that I, I'm kind of 50, 50 on this one, like, I could see arguments for both sides. Um, I don't really know on this one. It's kind of hard to say. I think I'm a little bit more fifty, more over 50% than actually under. Because put it this way, too. So the big thing that captures me is, all right, the typical places that you launder money are places that are high cash, right? Strip clubs, bars, that kind of stuff. You see the mob movies. That's where they launder their money, do all that kind of stuff. But another good way to do it is something that, to Andy's point, you only go buy you only go buy a freaking mattress every eight years. So is there that much of a demand for it? Really, they're basically when you do you spend like eight hundred. Well, that's the thing. But you're spending eight hundred dollars. Who's to say that that's actually worth eight hundred dollars? But do you? Nobody knows. Do you really need even if you buy a mattress every eight years, but you buy a Big Mac every couple of weeks? Like how the hell do you still like justify there being more mattress firm stores in America than McDonald's? Right. And and you can actually quantify how much a Big Mac actually costs. Could you tell me legitimately how much a bed actually would cost? But people visit. Yeah. What I'm saying, my point is that people how? visit. What I'm trying to say is, hundreds of people visit McDonald's every day. But there's more mattress firm stores than McDonald's throughout the fucking United States. That yeah. just don't make sense. They, people don't just buy goddamn mattresses like they buy Big Macs. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, the, the how question. Um, I mean, the same way you price everything else, like material costs and then uh, manufacturing costs and tri tri uh, transportation costs. Okay. But you could and you could easily make that number whatever you want in the event of trying to launder money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. To, to my point of if you look at a bed, Austin, mm -hmm. you say that's $800. Are you going to be actually able to say, oh, that makes, that makes sense compared to what? Like – you can at least look at a car and go, well, that car's you know ten thousand dollars or however much, but you know how much 
how much that would be. But uh, if the if the market is just matched firm, then they're then they're driving the price. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can make the price whatever they want. So I mean, that's that's the only thing you can really compare it against. And bankruptcy to me, bankruptcy to me is just a way to hide everything. Like you can declare bankruptcy and just wipe away your shit, mm -hmm. and it's a way for you to retool any kind of sketchy shit that's going on. So every time, be able to get a anytime, anytime I see bankruptcy, there's always red flags and blah. But mm -hmm. um, I think there's no doubt about it being sketchy. Right. right, I think it's an interesting topic. I would lean more towards yes than no. Pat, where are you at? You know, after hearing the evidence, I think I'll lean more towards yes. Okay. In Boston, I'm gonna lean more towards yes, even though I said 50 50. It's, it's hard to say, like, things, it's, it's hard to say things for certain, but I mean, it's it's got like an overwhelming amount of evidence that kind of pushes it to that 51 49 ratio. So, Andy, obviously, you were the one that presented it. I'm assuming that you're gonna lean more towards yes and no, but did we essentially get the crux of what you're trying to get? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would lean towards yes. Uh, there's no like smoking gun or like anything where like you can say that oh that previous CEO he had ties to this illegal industry or something you know to make a direct connection. You can definitely say at the very least they were well positioned and participating in a lot of fraud, but to make the leap to laundering money, it's that's a little bit hard to do. But I would still say yes, given all the facts here. All right, well I'm agreeing. Welcome, mattress firm. Damn, you're gonna be driving next to mattress firm now, and you're gonna think of this shit. I'm telling you, I, ever since I heard this stuff, when I started doing that, I was like looking at, it, I was like, God, I can really see that being a fucking scam, dude. And it's like, and the whole thing just looks like a scam. And it's like one of those things where you, if you focus on like, oh, I got like, so I have a blue car now. Like, if you focus on, oh, I got a blue car, and then you look all over the place and you see blue cars all mm -hmm. over the place now too. It's yep. like the Mandela, right? To me, when I see mattress firm, yeah, I, I suppose, Jake. When I <laughs> When I see mattress firm, I think of almost like Metro PC. Like every time I see a Metro PC, I just think it's a place for people to go get a burner phone to sell drugs and just have it to something that they can just throw away. Who would do that? People that sell drugs? Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you do, Jake? Why is your Metro PC phone running? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Who is this? Um, entrepreneurs. Oh, it's, P it's Pizza Hut. Sorry. No, yeah. Um, I can't well, think of that was. I, I gotta tell you, I would never, I would never thought about that unless Andy brought it up. So I'm glad he brought it up. Great topic. You learned something every day. Yeah, new conspiracy. Ready to go. All right, boys. Are you ready to get dark here? So let's talk about the Illuminati. Oh shit! The fucking look out. So Pat, what I say? Are you okay? If I say, okay, if man. I say Illuminati, you what do you think? Or Fall asleep over there. I'm good, brother. He's good. Okay. Brother. All good. right. You fucking sister. Work. You fucking. <laughs> you fucking relax. All right. If I think of Illuminati, Pat, what do you think? Or if I say it, what do you think of? All right, I got two thoughts on this. So let me lean in because I'm probably too far away from my mind. So he's learning. The, <laughs> you know, I got to do this little motion. All right, yeah, so. Because you were right. The Illuminati, I believe the uh, current public kind of, um, I guess, conspiracy theory, the persona about it is uh, a secret. A secret group of powerful people that control all the decisions that are made, like powerful decisions that are made like in the world. And not knowing what you're about to say about it, I will say that there's like a lot of that that already happens, like politically and in fucking uh, interest groups and, and lobbyists and shit. But I'm sure that what you're going to say about that's probably got more to do than just fucking interest groups, lobbyists and blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the other part that I have to shout out about the Illuminati is that if you're interested in reading 
uh, thriller novels, particularly like a Dan Brown novel where he was the guy that wrote The Da Vinci Code. He wrote another book, the very, actually the first book like in the series where he uh, talks about, it's, it's a book called Angels and Demons, and he mm-hmm. talks about how, oh, fuck, you know what I'm talking about. All right. And he talks about um, the Illuminati, or it, it was where like the Illuminati was a, um, it's been a minute since I've read this book, but I believe in this book, the Illuminati was a group of arguably atheists, arguably atheists, yes. Uh, yes. people that were persecuted by the church that were getting back at the church persecuting them hundreds of years earlier. Yeah. So by, I'll, I'll by, go into, okay. Go into okay. okay. Yes. I'll let you, I'll let you. So you're on the right track. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So those are my two understandings of the Illuminati. What do you think? Okay. I honestly like pretty in line with what Pat was saying, but like when I think of the Illuminati, I think of the, what was it, the Super Bowl or whatever reported the lights went out. Was it a game or was it a Super Bowl? It was a Super Bowl. It, was in, it right. was in New Orleans. It was the Harbaugh. It was the Harbaugh. And everyone thought it was the Sean Kaepernick played in that suit. Yeah. Yeah. I think of like shit like that. I like everything about that. Wow. Go I ahead. think people talk about the Illuminati like, and they tie it to events like that. And I can't think of another one like that, but things like that that happen in history and they just tie it automatically to the Illuminati. And I, I think it's kind of like what Pat was saying a secret organization of like either Hollywood elites or like very rich, wealthy, powerful people that kind of like are behind the scenes doing whatever. So. Which is really fucking stupid if you think about it. Right. So you guys are kind of on the same lines of where I thought too. So first off, what I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily as secretive as we think it is. I think it's more out in the open than than it really is, but I'll get to more of that. Let's just throw this one out there. There's a lizard theory, people lizard people theory, that people think that these powerful people are really lizard people. They eat babies. Yeah. Babies and shit. Absolutely no truth. So serious. People that are they go way tinfoil hat on that we, one is ridiculous. Are we still talking about the Illuminati or what? Yeah. Yes. Like a, think there's lizard people that control everything, like the Rockefellers. And all right. Well, I didn't yeah. know that. I don't believe that they're I, lizard. I people. believe we can probably okay. contribute very short. I'd believe time. it if I did enough acid and stayed on the internet till three in the morning every single night. Yeah. So real quick, let me just give you a background. The Illuminati was actually started by a Bavarian. It was called the Bavarian Illuminati in Germany. Founded to oppose, as Pat said, religious, I can't read my handwriting, religious issues, religious abuse, and public life, and abuses of state and power. So it was actually founded for a good thing. Okay, What modern day Illuminati is perceived as now is the conspiracy to control the world act affairs by masterminding, (laughs) masterminding events. Pl- planting people in government to gain political power and to establish a new world order. Now, I think the new world order is bullshit. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't believe any of that stuff. Okay. What I do believe, though, is that there is a group of powerful people. And what do they care about? Money. Money. That's what drives the Illuminati. So there's three things that I broke down here there is political power, there's private power, and how that influences our government, and there's also control. When people step out of line, here's what happens. So I got some, I got some examples. So, strap in, boys and girls. Let's go. Or if you're Pat, strap on. Yeah, or strap on, Pat. So let's talk about yeah. let's talk about political power here first. <laughs> now, I, I when I was writing this stuff down, I was doing some research. I was like, I really don't want to do this topic because not this topic, but bring this fact up because I know that you guys are gonna have such a hard time with this. But it proves my point even more. Okay, sure. Can you tell me 
Andy, too, what the median net worth, net worth, guys, of a U.S. senator is. You want to say, you're saying median? Median. So the middle. Okay. Oh, net worth. Okay, net, net worth. Median net worth. Okay. Um, 20 million. Senator. It's too high. I was going to say. Ten, I was going to say 10 million first. It's too high. Damn. I was going to say 10 million first. Okay. Um, I'll say 3 million. $1 million. $1 million. The average U.S. senator, or I guess the median U.S. senator is $1 million. Now, that makes sense. sense. Some of them are like first term. Okay. Just haven't quite got First term. Okay. Yeah. But here's, here's where it really turned. A lot of here's where it really turned for me. The median net worth of the average, of the median net worth of an average American is what? Median net worth? Shit, it might be negative. Um, no, it's positive. Oh, okay. uh, uh, fucking sixty thousand, fifty grand, thousand. Yeah. How much? Sixty-five thousand. Some no. people, some people own real. I know estate. the average house. I'll say one hundred twenty thousand. One hundred and twenty-one thousand. Oh, I, once I start thinking about real estate, yeah. I start getting accurate. So let me just put this in perspective and what I'm trying to get to here. The people that we elect to go into power are ten times more rich. Than the median average American. Does that not strike you as a little fucked up? Yeah. So do you think? Do you think? Well, I mean, so so Go yes, ahead. but also there's only right what four hundred. Okay. Yeah. There's there's five hundred thirty five uh, congressmen, senators, and congressmen. Right. Rep- okay. Representatives, billions, and these people can't get to where they are by being goddamn hobos. Right, you know, sitting in their trailer in fucking middle of bumfuck Missouri, like they have to have done something right. in order to get support. In most cases, okay, you but know? do you not do you not think? But that, I agree with your point, right? The the so my point is that that gap there of money, don't you think that that gap there is enough to say that those people that you've elected aren't necessarily going with your interest? I want to say that. As well, I'm kind of with you, but I'll also I also want to say that you don't want a dumb fuck in office who doesn't know how to grow their net worth. And if they're a senator, you know, if they get voted in as a representative when they're 45 or 50 or 55, I hope that they're, you know, in a lot of cases, I would hope that they're a successful business person that gets to increase their wealth over time and is like, you know what, I'm kind of satisfied with what I've done in the business world, and I want to like try to make an impact. Now, let's not. I'm not but trying. I'd like to tell you. I'd like to tell you. Politicians. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. So yeah. I'm doesn't that doesn't that make a career politician or a career person like a politician like that working in government is a, worth a million dollars? Does that not seem fucking so, so you're taking the no, no, so you're taking the correct angle at it, and I, I do I do agree with you. I, I was thinking about it in like the ideal terms. Right. You're bringing it. You're you're talking about it from like the, the real like this is actually what's happening. Right. Like they're they're getting there and they're getting rich. I think the answer to your question, Jake, is in the numbers. Uh, did you say there's 530, whatever? Like, and to me, it makes perfect sense that they'd be worth more. Whenever, if there was more people in there, it would dilute it down to where maybe there wouldn't be as much money for their worth to be available. Like, you know what I'm saying? If, if there was only 500 doctors in the world, then they, I would imagine all their net worth would be at least a million dollars because. There's not very many of them. But when you start diluting the uh, position down with more and more people, it starts pulling from the funds and spreading the wealth sort of thing to where it starts to dilute the right. value. Right, but down. that is for a public entity. Doctors are public entities. They should be held to a certain standard of, yeah, you work in a free market, go get your shit. These people are elected for us. 
elected for us and to govern based on us. And they're worth a million dollars and the people that the people that they're representing on average are worth a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Well, from that, I, I see what you're saying. We're like, they're, you're, they're not going to be able to relate to us correct? in our so problems. They're relating to the people that are wealthier and correct. don't experience the same sort of problems we do. So that, that to me is messed up in and of itself. So that, that's part of, that's part of what, where I was going. Okay. Next. Okay. I know that there's probably a bunch of other people that do this, but this just leads to it again. Okay. Call it smart, call it whatever you want. But again, people, these people are bottom line with their money. That's all they care about. Right. Do you know how many insider trading things go on with Congress? And Congress is actually allowed oh, yeah. to hold stock, right? Famously, just recently, oh. Nancy Pelosi. I know what you're about to say. Nancy Pelosi was the one that got it got all of a sudden, you know, it, it's leaked out that she sold a shitload of stocks of I can't remember what it was. Okay. And she could help me out with this, maybe. I don't but know. It was it certain, fucking matters. It was a certain stock that she sold. Yeah, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, senators or people in government shouldn't hold stock anyway. But that's that's the side point. It was a certain stock that she stole the day before they wrote a fucking law in that would have that tanked the stock that was going in there. I've heard of things similar to this. Actually, Billy was telling me about a book he read with a whistleblower talking about the pharmaceutical we'll get you uh, market, where like they were working with like people in Congress to pass certain laws for them to produce some sort of like pill or medicine that actually. Uh, cured one thing but then like almost planted another virus so that way they had to buy the next thing and then like they would they would use congressmen to like get the law in their favor to pass you know things that shouldn't be uh, allowed to be taken by people yet or whatever some shit like along those lines i'm not getting exactly straight but i was i heard that there was something going on with the pharmaceutical in congress with them doing things with the laws in order to sell i'll get to stuff. That too. Go ahead. I, but the point about nancy pelosi i heard recently about a group of kids on TikTok who um, yes out about Nancy Pelosi's or they didn't find out, but they basically these TikTokers decided like, well, let's fucking just like trade what Nancy Pelosi trades. I think it was like I don't I don't know the number of days, but like whenever senators make a trade, they have to make a disclosure or they have to disclose that they made this trade. But I'm not sure if that's publicly announced until a certain amount of days of maybe 45. I don't know after the fact. But they decide, you know, even if even with that 45 day delay, they basically traded the Nancy Pelosi fucking, you know, fund and came out pretty fucking well. Yeah, so let's let's not remember. Let's remember oh, this, guys. Shit. Let's remember this. Yeah. Speaker of the House. You know what Speaker of the House is? That's third in line for the presidency. Okay. Yeah. President dies. Vice president dies. She's in there. And this Pelosi. person is the one. Yeah. This person is the one that she's the Speaker of the House and she is making those deals in there. Again, follow the money. Follow the money. Right. Do you think that? Do you Makes really sense. think? Do you really think the bills are getting passed based on the greater good of the United States, or are they getting paid based on? Oh, hey, I'm going to trade this stock, and you know, this bill's coming down the pipe. Get rid of this stock because it's going to lose a bunch of money. I think it kind of goes back to something I said last episode, where when it comes to like money and stuff like that, and like having people invest for you, like no person is ever going to have your interests as a higher priority than theirs, especially when it comes to money. Like someone's not gonna be like, oh, I'll help these people get rich, more rich than me, instead of helping myself to get more rich. Like if people are just naturally greedy. Maybe there's people out there that do do that. I don't know, but I'd say nine times out of 10, people are not looking for your best interests. They're no, looking for theirs. 
I agree with that, but I will argue that if you're using a, I don't know, financial manager or whatever the fuck the word is, um, they, I don't know how all these fees and all, all these, how they get paid, like how they get paid goes, but I think it's pretty common that they make a percentage of like your earnings. Right. Yeah. And so I think sometimes your interest is their interest, but like that's maybe may, may a well-structured way of doing it. There's probably worse. Right? It is, but they tend to keep those percentages a secret. Like they... I remember Ethan was telling me, like when he was talking to Northwestern Mutual, no free ads. They're really, they're really wow. persistent and annoying, by the way. <laughs> let's clear right now. The no free ads. But, yeah, yeah. but he was consistently asking them, like, what percentage do you guys get or whatever? And they just kind of just don't, they just right. ignore, they don't ignore the question. They don't, want to, yeah, they don't want to disclose that. Yeah. A lot more than Vanguard. They definitely have your best. They definitely going to help you make money. So it's still a good thing. As as they they're make. making more money off your money than they're making you. Well, I mean, the commission does take your earnings away. So, you know. Yeah, but that's a different rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So my, go ahead. Hey, Jake, I had a real quick, because here on the Sandpit podcast, we're really, uh, we're really uh, into... Uh, correct information and spitting facts here. So yeah. I, d- I dug a little deeper. Apparently, it's not Nancy Pelosi that's uh, making these trades. It's actually her husband. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I didn't hear that. Okay. So, so that's yeah, he's, for me. That's even to, more sketchy. Yeah. So they have to disclose when it's the spouse. She's so it, it, it's not. It's not her doing the deals. It's uh-huh. uh, Paul Pelosi. He actually uh, runs a venture capital firm. Uh, that does real estate and uh, different investments. And that's how they got most of their fortune before she took office. But that's not to say that she's not, you know, you know, talking about what's going behind closed doors and helping him. Uh, but I also don't think that they're doing Senate hearings on fucking Roblox stock and she's making decisions and buying Roblox, which I'm reading here. So a, a little bit in between, but you know, she's got the access to it. They're making money off this. There's got to be some, you know, information being shared there for sure. I thought, so, so Andy, if you could dig a little bit deeper, but I got another thing that I want you to look up here in a second too. I thought that there was something with an Amazon stock that she, that there was a big deal for Amazon coming up. And I think they made a trade for more Amazon. If you could check that out, but yeah, I'll um, dig into that one. but yeah, I, I was, yeah, so that's a good point. But again, I mean, you're going to tell me and you're not, I know you're not telling me this, Andy, but they're going to try to put it under the, the fact of, well, it's her husband. Trying yeah, to she's it. working I mean, through it. Yeah, they're, they're talking for sure. Cover up, obviously. Aren't they legally binding together, you know? Right. Yeah, legally binding together. Man. All right, so my uh, okay, my Jeff. next... Wait, wait to just fucking like, spin that, your the way, that you, the way that you just said it. Was kind of yeah, you're like, anyway. legally binding together. Let's not forget that. I'm just I'm just leaning into the microphone. <laughs> so Austin's going to get right, here, so. So the third point that I had here in that the political sector is infiltrated with these idiots is um, outside influence that happens with some of these people, too. All right. I want you to look this up, Andy, and fact check me because I found this right away. I remember hearing it, but I found it right away. President Obama, through WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks get, got all the, the emails and everything from that whole campaign. He, it was found that Citigroup, which is a huge bank, obviously, uh-huh, yeah. Citigroup sent them an email, and then referred um, Obama okay. and, and kind of his advisors, okay. or his advisors, whatever kind of way he wants to go through that, sent the Obama administration and kind of inferred, basically told him who his cabinet pick should be. I've heard this for one. His, for his presidential cabinet. Who was this? Obama. It's Citigroup. Oh, Citigroup. Okay. Again, 
These people are calling the shots. So they're they're helping him out by, by no, they're not he helping wants. him out. They're but saying, they hey, well, so they could be so they might want those people if, to go into office to pass what they're trying correct. to do. Correct. Their agenda. Correct. Exactly. If I'm if I'm what I'm inferring from Did this he do it? Dumb guy Jake. Oh yeah. You can you can check. There were there are some I don't know if he played all of them, but there are some that he still picked. Now, again, dumb guy Jake here. If I'm thinking what happened there, they gave him a substantial, they made a substantial cut. You know, donation, donation to some kind of fund that he's related to that he got money through. Or helped right? him get elected. Or helped him get elected. And they knocked on his door and said, hey, man, we helped you out. Now you help us out. Yeah. I'll scratch my back. You yeah, scratch right. yours. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see? I, mean I mean, don't God, take it. Jesus Christ. Double yeah. down. Yeah, double down. So, again, and this stuff happens <laughs> in every, this stuff happens in everyday life. So, like, who is to say that this isn't going to happen in the upper echelons of our group? Yeah. But I just think that they are also more organized than we think they are. Go ahead. Well, I definitely agree. Like all that's with all of that. Like it's like almost like the what, what can you even do? Like we're, you know, rich people are probably always going to end up in office. Like no one's going to vote for someone that works at McDonald's. Like they're not going to be able to win popular vote and uh, be you know able to get to that position through campaigning and stuff off those funds. Like it's kind of just like if you're in the club, you're in the club, and if you're not. Ha 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 ha, ha bitch. <laughs> so okay, so that was politics. That's how politics is infested with these idiots. Okay, now we're gonna go more into how private sector brings everything together here too. Okay? Can't wait. This one's more interesting. This is gonna be politics okay. is more. So private sector. Here we go. This is going to be my first. You know, what? I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save this one for the big one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move here a little bit. I talked already about stocks. That's different. All right, Andy, you're gonna have to fact check me a little bit on this, but. I'm rolling with it. So the the driving force between a lot of this and kind of what brings it together and what we talked about a little bit is the media. So the media also, in my opinion, kind of like does the bidding of these higher echelon 1% people. We'll call them the 1%. I hate that kind of term, but we're just going to call it for now. Okay. 1%. They feed the media what they want, and they push it out. I have good examples that I won't go into now, but I'll go into a little bit later. But they push it out. And the biggest example that I have here is that when Trump was in office, media's media's like you know uh, profitability fire. was through the roof. Yeah. Why? Because I think that Trump, as much I think Trump He's had a, a content machine. Trump was a content machine, oh, yeah. and he also had a little bit of the fuck establishment kind of thing, and he drove a little bit past it. So they wanted to rein his ass in. Yeah. By getting all these media outlets to do right. all this stuff. Now, what was the only one thing? What was the one thing that they all agreed on that he did well? Bomb the shit out of other people. Why? Because that makes big corporate people money. Bomb the shit out of people. Bomb the shit out of people. What's the only thing that anybody can agree on politically? Politically, as far as, you know, the only thing that people like about Trump was war. That's the only thing that people are not divided. That's the only thing that media does not discuss, that does not disagree on. I guess I got two fucking, um, I guess, points about that. So that may have something to do with oil. Yeah, and, and the fact that I know that a lot of a lot of businesses have profited from the war in the last twenty years. Correct. So is that kind of what you're talking? What about? I'm saying is is that war drives ratings and it drives money. Oh, well, I, there's right. also there's also been a lot of companies that have just profited directly from the war. Right. So okay, but that's kind of what I'm saying. And, the, and like you said, we we know Fox News. Well, obviously, Boston doesn't know what. Yeah, Austin doesn't know shit about that. But Fox News and CNN, the only thing they can agree on is that war is good. It's the only thing they agree on. 
Yeah. And Andy, fact check me. I don't know if I'm right on this one, but I'm almost positive that Fox News and CNN were owned by the entire by the same company, uh, like the the same like you know big company over the top. Yeah, Go ahead and fact check me and, and send me a message. Comcast I or something. something like I think it's Comcast. There's like five companies that control all the media. Right. I know Comcast owns MSNBC, but I don't think they fucking own CNN or Fox News. No, I'm pretty sure that they're they're owned by some more people. Um. All right. Next one. Private. We saw this one. Billionaires' effects on the stock market. Is ridiculous. Are you going to talk about Elon Musk? I'm going to talk about Elon Musk. Okay. You want to talk about Elon Musk or talk about anybody else? The fact that he can just say Doge on Saturday Night Live and that fucking thing goes to the moon or he says it's shitty and that thing drops. Is that not concerning to you, Pat? Well, well I mean, he has a bunch of fucking minion followers. Like, you, like that. Is your name Pat? I do a pretty good uh, impersonation yeah, of Pat impersonating me. Go ahead, Austin. Just fucking go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Well, I forgot what I was going to say. No, no. Uh, uh, no. So I was going to say, like, we mentioned this in the first podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to go? No. I thought uh, you were done. You're derailing the Illuminati here. Anyway, anyway uh, he has a lot of people that follow him, and they just, like, whatever he says, like, they're going to do. Okay. So. And I kind of thought that it was less to do with, like, stocks and more to do with just, like, Bitcoin, which, like I said several episodes ago, I think it was our – actually, it was our very – it was our – premiere episode our, day, our yeah. debut episode debut. i basically said like maybe you should reconsider the volatility of your stock if if the uh, mm-hmm. you know a tweet from a one worded tweet from one guy can make it go fucking really really high really really but high. again here you go do you not yeah. think that that's calculated because your volatility okay let's just take your guys for example if you got a thousand dollars in bitcoin yeah, your volatility is not going to be as fluctuated as somebody that has, say, a million, two million dollars in Bitcoin, right? Well, I mean, the percentage change is going to be the same, right? But the money passing through is not going to be the same. The fuck, do you mean? If I have a hundred dollars and I get an increase of ten percent, if I have a million dollars, that increase of ten, the same increase of ten percent is more money. Yeah, I don't know what your point is. My point is, is that the big, the, the richer people that have more in the stocks than you do, are telling Elon Musk, get out on Saturday Night Live and say it's going to the moon, because I want to drive this thing up and I'm going to sell this. So yeah, the effect on them is more, I guess. It's, yeah, I agree. It's, they're, they're getting a higher gain. They're getting a higher gain. So does it make? I'm I'm trying to make the point of that again. Is it is it that hard to believe that all these people are connected in some way that they're saying that and say, hey, drive this thing up and I'm going to sell it? Well, of course not. I mean, you know. The number one most um, money earning, money gaining, the number one most valuable skill in the world is fucking being personable, being able to talk to people and make connections. So the people that are rich. Really? I thought it was having a huge cock. It's having a huge cock. Look at fucking Johnny Sins. And so it's just having, it's, it's just like. You know, the the more rich you get, the more connections you get, especially because when you're rich, people want to fucking talk to you anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, because they want their money. They don't right. care about your yeah. personality. It's definitely right. plausible. Well, right. I, so I, mean, feel like, I feel like I'm losing you guys, so I'm going to tie you back in here. Right? Yeah, let's get back in here. The biggest thing between private, the biggest driver pi- privately here that I think we're going through right now are vaccines and vaccine mandates. Okay. Um, let me let me explain. Let me explain. I know what you're Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Did you know that? Why do you think it's free for all of us to get a vaccine? Government's paying for it. Yeah. Who's the government paying? 
Pfizer, Moderna, these bigger companies, right? Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. These one percent people. Why are they pushing? Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying that I am vaccinated. I'm double vaccinated. I believe you should be vaccinated. But why are they pushing so hard to get vaccinated, to get double vaccinated, and now to get a booster shot? Because they want the pandemic to go away because it's hurting the economy. No, 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 no. You're missing. You're completely missing. Okay. That could be. That could be. Okay. But the big the, thing is, is the pharmacy. Sorry, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say the pharmaceutical companies. You know, they they make money whenever. What am I fucking What's trying to say? So every, the every for the government paying for those, like they they pay, the pharmacy. Okay, here's what I'm trying to say. The pharmaceutical companies set the price for those, and you and I aren't paying for it directly. The government's paying for it. So well, we pay they, the government. Well, yeah, yeah. taxes. That's what I'm saying. That's what but we're they, not paying for in a way. Yes, but the whole point is, is that these companies basically get to set their margins. We're giving these companies an open checkbook right now. Yes, Moderna, Pfizer, okay, Johnson and Johnson. But, There's a company real quick. I, I've heard of a pill that came out. Yeah, I heard of this too. On that one goddamn podcast, <laughs> fucking um, uh, break, yes, break yes, points. Yes, yes, yes. points. Yes, yes. They, yeah, no friends. Fantastic podcast. Listen to it for about two weeks. They're great. So they there's a company, I don't know the name of it, but they came out with a pill that's effective against or it's effective at treating uh, coronavirus. And it was funded by taxpayer money. And this is what's wrong about it. Like that's already wrong anyway. Well, I mean that's side, 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 story. side story. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So like they so this this pill, the research and development was funded by taxpayer money, and now after all of it, after the fact, like now, it's, now it's being tested, and they want to release it to the public. They're still trying to set their margins, which the Biden administration should say, "Hey, you shouldn't fucking do that." We literally, like, taxpayer money literally helped you fund making this. So they're so they're like getting both fucking, you know. Oh, they're getting positive the story. It's insane. They're getting they're getting the research paid for, and they're getting insane amount of pocket or profit margin because they're just setting their own price. Okay. That's completely wrong. Maybe a little bit less wrong if they fund their own research. Yeah. Okay. See. So, yeah. You just you kind of made a good point that I didn't think of, but because I originally thought like, well, I mean, these people like invested a lot. Like these pharmaceutical are these Pfizer, Moderna, whatever. Like they had to invest a lot of money into their research and figuring out. Uh, a vaccine like what shouldn't they be compensated for that and it's like to me the connection is kind of like almost equivalent to saying like well you know like lumber right now they're charging whatever they want and the government owns the fucking country and the land and that like the lumber you know pays it's like almost making a connection like that where like why does lumber get an open checkbook to say whatever but there's they're still- like when you have a service to offer you kind of get to call you get to you get to make it whatever value you want because it's your service that is in demand and people need and want, and you get to, and you're the only one that can do it. Lumber is a free market. Lumber is driven by whatever the consumer wants to pay. The government is basically saying we'll pay whatever you want because this we want this pandemic over. It's okay, not yeah, I see. Yourself. Okay, and also why? Let's just again. I'm not a doctor here, but I'm following. I'm dumb, dumbass Jake following the money. Why is it? That we are f- focusing so much on vaccines and not th- and not therapeutics to help this stuff out. Do you know I why? You know therapeutics, explaining. actual medicine we have now, inflammatories, that kind of stuff that you can give to people with COVID that'll reduce the systems. Like, dare I say it, ivermectin. It's actually shown in some studies. There's not enough of them done that ivermectin can actually show that it can be done with it. What does the media say? It's horse paste. It's all this other bullshit. Why do they say that? Because it's in high demand. 
It's actually available to everybody, and it's cheap. It's extremely cheap. Yeah, the pharmaceutical companies don't make money off it. It's extremely cheap. They don't make any money off it. They make money off the vaccines. They make money off pushing that kind of stuff. Any kind of therapeutic that they have now, they don't want to test to see if it would actually work because it's extremely cheap, and they're not going to make any money. Go ahead. I was going to say that, like, well, I mean, if there's a vaccine for it, why wouldn't we just take that right away instead of doing something like, oh, I'm going to take five bottles of Advil and three Tylenol and that's like instead of doing it like that. Like if there's things that help the symptoms, you're like, yeah, OK, but there's because already a foolproof cure. No, it's not, other thing, it's not a cure, though, because you're still going to have you're still going to have to say. Right. But the one other point I want to say real quick is that uh, how do you know they are? basically asking for whatever value they want from the government and the government's just saying oh, here we'll give it to you like i guarantee you there that's regulated somewhere or another it's not like they can just say a billion dollars a person for a vaccine like it's not just unlimited they're, they're gonna be like okay well we'll give you this there's some regulation there so i want to i want to go back i had a, I have a few points like in my brain that some of these i should have wrote should have wrote down but like the when you're talking about lumber you know Jake said it's a free market. What I know, what I know about lumber is that the price went up because the supply is low, probably because labor is low, right? right? There's not very much labor, so there's just not enough lumber in stock to keep the price as low as it was. Like there's a high demand for the supply that's there. There's plenty of supply for COVID vaccines, plenty. But yeah, these companies are just getting too free of a rain, I guess, of like how much they're selling it to the government for. And ultimately, it doesn't directly hit our pocketbook. We're throwing coke. We're throwing vaccines away. Yeah, I'm sure we are. I mean, and then, you know, uh, this is another point I was going to say. So the reason that they're pushing probably for... um God damn it. I, so I, I kind of forgot like where I was, where this point was coming from but i will say that preventative care such as vaccines i mean if they're not fucking you know marked up but vaccines exercise and shit preventative health care is a lot cheaper and makes medical companies pharmaceutical companies a lot less money than sick care yeah. so that's a motivation for them i guess to well but that's also not that's solid, that's, but that's yeah. not the case with covid vaccine yeah, just to add on to Pat's point, I, I work in healthcare. The the biggest costs uh, in the healthcare system are people that end up going to the hospital because they could have been prevented from other things. And a lot of that has to do with staying on drug therapies. So if you like, like, let's just say like you take antibiotics for a little bit, but don't take it all. Like that's the number one sort of scenario that leads to inflated costs in the, in the healthcare sector. Right. And, to touch on another point, I was digging into a little bit of this. Um, the government actually did negotiate uh, prices for the vaccines among manufacturers, but it's actually regulated where they can't normally do that for other things. They were only able to do that because it was uh, authorized under the uh, emergency authorization. Um, normally, different agencies have to do that for their own population. So the example... DOD or Medicare, Medicaid, they can negotiate some of those things um, for their own populations, but there's nothing like that for kind of the larger population. And that's kind of what like PBMs do. That's kind of the space I work in. They negotiate drug prices and try to drive them down by kind of fostering that competition, whoever can get on their formulary. 
Uh, so actually in this example, it seems like the government did that, but I also kind of question that at the same time of like how many options they really had on the table. There's only a handful of these manufacturers and they ended up accepting all of them, right? There, it's not like they were only going with whoever had the best offer. You know, there's a J and J, there's a Pfizer and a Moderna vaccine out there. So I don't know. I see both sides of it. It, it, it seems like they did some sort of negotiation, but at the same time, everything's on the table. So they, there could have been some conspiring with the drug manufacturers. Uh, I know that that's like a tactic sometimes where they all set their ground limit, you know, together behind closed doors. And then they go to those negotiations with that already sort of planned out. All I want to say is boom. No, not, no, no, boom. <laughs> Fuck you. So Andy, I didn't realize you're actually in this, in the, the thing, but I just want to, okay, boom here. I'm going to, I'm going to boom you here. <laughs> right, I'll see that. I just want you to answer this one, Andy. Would you agree, though, that a FDA-approved therapeutic that we have currently that could help out with the symptoms of people that have COVID? Because we're all going to get COVID even if we have the vaccine. It's basically turning into the flu now. I think we can all agree that it's turning into a flu now that we have a vaccine. I mean, you can you can prevent it. It's going to keep you out of the hospital, but you're still going to get it. So you still need the therapeutics to help you out with it. And actually, the therapeutics could help a little bit better with that kind of stuff. But an already approved therapeutic that's a generic drug would be cheaper than a vaccine that we've been using now. Would that be the would that, that be a fair uh, assessment, Andy? Well, those medicines have been a stimulus for no, a long I mean, time. No. They didn't just get research. This that's what I'm saying. So, but, but, so why, but the government is pushing these vaccines the most that that. They're pushing these and not their. Well, they funded all this research. They're not just going to be like, okay, well, take Tylenol now. Like it's okay. We don't want to. Why? Like, they Why made they an investment in the because in, of the money, right? No, no. They made an investment because there was a problem that was affecting the economy, and they needed to fix it. And so they and take care of its people. And so they well, that, its people or the economy or their money. All of the above, everyone's okay. money. Gross. Okay, no, you didn't. That, that puts no. my whole point. I've been trying to figure that these fuckers, all they worry about is their money. Well, dude, the, everyone was worried about mon their money in this situation because the economy was going down the shitter and everyone was freaking out. Like, we need to get back on track to where we were. So the government stepped and said, okay, hey, we'll, we'll fund all this research to find us something that gets back to where we were. And that's what they did. They weren't just going to invest all that effort and be like, oh, you know what? Forget it. We just will waste that money for no reason. You can go take a Tylenol instead. Like, that's not how it's going to work, you know? And I don't think that, like, they... So you trust, you trust the, your government they, with that money? With I do, government? because uh, I don't think the government is a legion of doom. I've met a lot of people from the government, and they're actually, like, very high-caliber people. And I really don't think they're, like, sitting in a fucking legion of doom office and just, like, conspiring to be like, how can we fuck everyone like they're actually like pretty genuine people for the most part. They're pretty goal oriented and on top of their shit. And I actually respect a lot of them. Local because, government? Uh, no, national. You've met national uh, government. Who you been? Shut up. Kamala Harris. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, that's the vice president, Austin. Okay. This is also this political stuff is also going to the guy who didn't know that Fox News was on the right. So yeah. take this with a grain of salt. I'm talking about people through work. That I've been in a meeting since that is like that. that is municipality government. Okay. That is not okay. anywhere close. But I'm talking about this. it is, I think, on a national level. No. Okay. No. It, regardless, regardless, it doesn't really matter. The the people but, that are working for the government and with the government, they all this stuff I said applies to them. Okay. Uh Andy, can you answer my question that I originally asked? And I can ask it again since I was so rudely interrupted. 
Yeah, no, my internet went out, so I'm glad I I didn't miss it, and Austin was still talking. But I agree with your point. I think that there is something sketchy there. I will say specifically the generics, it, it, and and you all probably know this. Drug manufacturers hate generics. Yes, they want to yes. do anything that they can to push their brands that does the exact same thing. They push their that. And, and it, yeah, and if they can't patent it, then they'll just prohibit a lot of those things going to market for their other things, AKA their vaccines or, or whatever. Um, so I think that there is some sketchiness there. I don't know enough to talk in depth, but I will mention kind of one specific tactic that I learned recently that drug manufacturers do that kind of illustrates why they wouldn't want a, a generic out there or, you know, their hatred towards putting generics out there when they don't have full, you know, supply chain control over it. I learned that there's this tactic that they use where if let's say Pfizer has a brand medication for this one condition and then Johnson and Johnson is able to put out the generic for it, what they'll actually do is they'll do, I think it's called like a delay to market tactic or something. They'll pay, uh, let's say Johnson Johnson, like $2 million and we'll say, we'll pay you this money. Don't put your generic on the market yet. Wait, wait a year. And so for that full year, they'll sell, sell their brand at a markup where they're making more than $2 million, they're making maybe $7 million. So it's worth it to them to pay off J&J. And then, you know, J&J will will bring their generic to market later on. But that whole time they were making money. And at the end of the day, it was just fucking the patient, you know, not having that affordable medication for that entire year, you know, and delaying that. So I, there's definitely some things there. I, I, I need to dig in a little bit deeper, but I definitely see the skepticism and uh, there's some big questions on why those aren't more prevalent, especially this late in the game. It's been like, what, a year and a half? So there's definitely something there. I can definitely get behind all that and, and, and see, you know, from that perspective and agree with it. Um, I was kind of speaking more in regards to like the vaccination uh, because it was in that event, it was more of a national emergency. Whereas in like what you're talking about, you know, that, that was kind of like stuff like that was going on long before the pandemic. And so like that, you know, when it comes to a national emergency, it's kind of a different ball game of like what I said before, where they had to fund this shit right away because it was ca- causing damage to the economy and everyone's money. And they needed to get the ball, everything back on track. And uh, with, with what you're saying though, I can definitely agree with all that. I don't want to dwell on this much longer, but first up, Look up Pharma Bro if you really want if you really want the uh, really fucked up thing. It's the insulin. It's the insulin thing where he oh, skyrocketed the insulin by like a gazillion dollars and they could have done a generic. That shows how fucked up the pharma is. But regardless, but my whole point is not necessarily the vaccination what you're talking about. It's the mandates. The mandates is what bothers me is because now you're forcing people to get vaccines under the guise of you're going to help everybody out. When in reality, I think it's because they need to get the they need to get their money money's worth. Yeah, I mean, that's it all. could be. I mean, honestly, could be. So that's a, that's that's my point. But it's all about money. Or it's it all could about be about them wanting to protect the citizens and keep them safe. Well, we could discuss that point in a different for a different time. I don't think that's not that. I'm it's saying actually, that's it's actually, it's a possibility. It's actually a good point because it rolls into the government again. In my opinion, I don't think that they want to. They don't want to take care of everybody. And if you step out of line, Austin, like you're stepping out of line on this podcast with me, <laughs> I'm going to treat you like the government. I'm going to put you down. And I have examples of how they control people and how they put them down. Okay. Oh, I'm, here I'm you go. Saying. If you cross the government, you cross these Illuminati motherfuckers. <laughs> this is what happens to you. Okay. Let's talk about JFK. 
Okay. okay. Oh, JFK, shit. Too, JFK was assassinated. Yes. By what? Um, what? A bullet? No, Ruby? I, I, it was a Ruby that killed him or Lee Harvey Lee Harvey Yeah. You've seen all that kind of stuff. Can you really think that what actually happened? Like, did, did Oswald really just take one shot and just blow his head off? Is I'm not that- a JFK historian. But uh, moving car, moving car. I, Apparently, okay. he was in like he was like freaking. I don't know, 300, 400 yards away. I did. And this dude hit a snipe shot, like like Austin, like a freaking trick shot on cop. I don't. I don't think this. <laughs> Wait. So what? What? I find it more interesting. Fill thing. me in on more details I, here, because uh, what do you think? Okay. I, so so fuzzy on it, but I find it more interesting that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't hit that shot, but got. Killed right after. Okay, so that, well, on live TV. That's that's part of it. So here's my explanation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's my explanation. So when the powerful need people to do their bidding, who do they go after? They go after the CIA. They go after people that are in power that they can have tentacles in that they can go do their work. The CIA wanted JFK dead for multiple reasons. First, he fired the CIA director right before he was assassinated. Hmm. He had no air support. For the Bay of Pigs, that was something that they really didn't like. They thought he was too much of a communist, and he was going to cut the CIA budget by twenty percent. Okay, four reasons that he could have gotten killed. Now, this is just this is more of a theory. This one's thrown out because it's kind of fun theory to think about. The other ones that I got are a little bit more like actual happening and what happened. So, regardless of what you think with JFK, there's some sketchy shit that goes on. We could we could discuss that later. Okay, these next two are legit governments. Two whistleblowers. Assange Wait, Snow- time out. Go ahead. Who, who do you think killed him then? Like, what? When I, okay, I was actually, what if, if I actually thought, if you had to tell me what happened with uh, with JFK, uh-huh. I think that it was uh, an accidental thing. And, like, the CIA, the his one of his henchmen or his, like, guards misfired and shot him in the face. What the that was, like, right next to him? Oswald, yeah. Oswald shot. The guy freaked out. He flipped up, shot him in the face. But there was, was a car right there. There's a car right behind him. There's okay. a car right behind him. Can you tell which direction the bullet's going? Yeah. The magic. But you read into that one. It's a good one to say. There's a lot of different stuff. There's, there's a lot. lot of there's a lot stuff. to think about with the JFK assassination because everything we sh- could have possibly learned about it was fucking died when Lee Harvey Oswald was killed too. Right. So. So and again, yeah, Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald dying too. How did he get killed? So he got assassinated. Lee Harvey Oswald was live TV. Live they, TV they, had him under, they had him under custody. They were fucking taking him somewhere, and some guy fucking came up and killed him. Right? Some people say CIA. Oh, shit. and killed him. That's very funny. They didn't want any secret to get out, I guess. Same thing, thing, same I don't know what that secret was. Same, thing, same thing with Martin Luther King. The guy that shot Martin Luther King, I'm pretty sure he was killed, like, legitimately kind of close to what they did, too. Don't know as much. And so the guy that came up and shot Lee Harvey Oswald. What happened to him? I thought that was Jack Ruby, right? I don't know. That he, name sounds familiar. I think it was Jack Ruby. But I don't know the guy's but name. But I don't know. I think, that they, I think that he got thrown in prison and he eventually died too. But he didn't I talk. Think. He didn't talk. Wow. Yeah, so sketchy fucking rat. But again, let's talk more recent times with us. WikiLeaks and other leaks. Assange and Snowden. Okay. Both were whistleblowers. Both had information that painted the government in a bad light. Both of them are now are either in asylum or in jail in Assange's case over in England or wherever the hell it's at, right? Again, why are they in jail or why are they dead? Because they had secrets of these freaking people in the government and they wanted to silence them. They wanted to kill them. There was a there's a there is a um 
leak or something like that that showed that Trump legitimately had plans to kill Assange, to like assassinate him in wherever he was at. Look that up, Andy. I know that's true. Wait, is that the dude that got killed by the drone? Or no? No, Assange, no, got Assange was the fast. Assange was the guy that he was the one, the Wiki, founder of WikiLeaks, oh, okay. and WikiLeaks dumped all the DNC emails that basically said they rigged it for Hillary Clinton. I mean, also, the big backlash happened on that, and they wanted him dead. Snowden was the guy that told everybody that everybody was spying on, and Obama wanted him dead, and then Trump wanted him dead, and then Biden wants him dead. They want to kill that motherfucker. Snowden is who? He's the guy that God damn fucking, lost. He's the guy that told them, told everybody that they're that they're spying on. All right, let me oh, put, okay, this, right, let me put okay. this in terms that you let me put this in terms you understand. Let me put this in terms that you understand. South Park episode where he where Eric Cartman infiltrates the CIA. Yep. and he's got the things in his yep. head. Yep. that was about Eric Snowden. That was about Eric Snowden. Yes. Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. Sorry. Shout out. Yeah. 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 Um. Go ahead. So does um Jeffrey Epstein. Man, Pat, you just you just yeah. left right into the, the, I was about to say the biggest one is Epstein. Okay. This motherfucker <laughs> has ties, and I didn't want to say it because I don't want to incriminate this guy. This guy has ties <laughs> to every single one of these motherfuckers yeah. on that list of people. Presidents, freaking, you know, uh kings, princes, all these people. Yeah. Okay. And he's got dirt on every single one of them. And this guy goes to jail instantly, and oh, he hung himself. Get out of here! No, I'm with you. Get real again. This guy was going to bring everybody down, and That's they killed so his freaky. ass. And they killed his ass. That's beyond freaky. So again, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we lived in an alternate universe where that didn't happen, and we could just get, see get all the information? Yeah. Oh man, dude. Dude, so I'm smart. He would have fucking told multiple people and had them. Do well, it. I'm so a lot of people knew, but they his his wife or whoever that is, Ghislaine or whatever. She's in she's in prison too. And don't be surprised if she comes up dead here pretty soon. I'm surprised she's not dead yet. She knows some stuff too. She's got the keys. She, I don't know what she's, she's never going to get freedom. No, no, she's going to be locked. They're going to put her under the freaking jail. Yeah, he's yeah. They have way too many secrets. Way too many secrets. Sir. They killed his ass. Honestly, like with all this stuff, I thought I was gonna hear and be like, "Oh, that's fucking stupid!" Like, "Oh, blah blah blah." Yeah. But now, when you present it all like that, it's like, "Fuck!" Like, some of this sounds kind of like possible. And dude, this is probably. I was gonna bring up a real fake fucking like conspiracy theory. It's like, yeah, like I'll act like this is true, but no, this yeah, not no, absolutely. So, like, oh, fuck, I don't think these are just these are just four examples of like you know I mean, high profile people. There's not researchers. there's not people like that. You know, there's not other there's other ones that are. That have anything, but so again, to summarize all this stuff, I don't think there's a new world order. I don't think it's all this stuff, but I think rich people look out for themselves, and especially the one percent, Bezos, all these guys, and then all these politicians. They all look out for themselves, and it's clear by I think the, the last class. the last point. Pat's gonna be on the list. Uh, um, if you, it's clear I think by the last point that I made that if you step out of line. These fuckers are going to get you. So if I don't show up to the next podcast, you know what happened. They came and got me. Everybody's listening to it. I saw a red dot on your head. Jake, Jake, oh, no! Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, that was well presented, well yeah. researched, and you did a damn good job, Jake. I'm impressed. I appreciate it. And I know that we got, we got a little bit um, yeah. heated in the... Uh, no, that's it's a good debate. Debating. Good yeah. deba- debate, and that might warrant something to take your side on everything. Then, right, you know, and I don't want you to, but it might warrant a little bit more follow-up in the next episode. I like that, too, so... 
I'll tell you that I don't believe in the world order either. No. But I do, after hearing all that, I think there's some very shady, sketchy shit going on that is undeniable. Yeah, rich people take care of themselves with their money, and who's to say that they don't talk to each other or form an alliance with each other to make sure they stay rich? That's all I'm Yeah, thinking. I wouldn't be surprised. More likely than not. Pat? You want me to use the uh, whole Mythbusters uh, outcome and just say plausible? Very plausible. Actually, probably plausible. <laughs> Yeah. Probably, probably closer to truth than plausible. Okay. Yeah. Andy, did I change your mind or did I uh, did I solidify your thoughts here? I think you solidified it a little bit more, especially in the political area, which may have been the more obvious one to begin with, but I think the facts there really add up. Uh, it's harder to know how uh, like so celebrities and stuff are tied into it. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit more next time, but definitely on the political side, the historical side, uh, very convincing. So I think this, I was going to try to dive a little bit into celebrities, but the more and more I kind of looked into them, I think that um, the celebrities almost serve as a distraction for everybody else. So like, you're just like, they're basically just like gestures or clowns and you're like, oh, well, look at, look at, they're doing, they're doing a cool movie and all this stuff. When in reality, people are behind the scenes actually like shifting money around and doing all the kind of sketchy yeah. shit. Like basically, basically the way I'll equate it is, is like real sports bettors are out there putting like a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars on a certain bet. And I'm sitting here putting like five bucks on here and I'm just entertaining myself. So that's kind of the way that I put it is. It's like it's like the, the celebrities are playing in the minor leagues, and the actual one percent, what I figure the Illuminati is, is playing in the big leagues, and they're controlling everything a little bit behind the scenes. In reality, with their money, I don't believe the bullshit of that they stage events and they do school shootings and and stupid big time events. babies like that. I don't believe any of that shit. I do believe that they affect certain financial issues, though. Like I said, so I can one hundred percent see it. Okay. I'm going to uh, fuck When I go to Washington, I'm going to be like, walk into the White House and be like, all right, party's over. Party's <laughs> over, everyone. I know what you guys are doing. This is a citizen's arrest. I'm taking Biden. I'm cuffing him. All right. Where's the... <laughs> Austin's going to think it's national treasure. You can be walking around with like secret glasses on. Nicholas Cage is fucking walking around or Mark Wahlberg and shooter, you know, like Austin's just, Austin's just going to go up to like the Washington monument and start pushing all of like the, all the, yeah. freaking, all the freaking bricks to see if one of them pushes in and opens some secret <laughs> compartment. Um, okay. So those are the two conspiracy theories we're going to cover this week. Austin. Nice. Close us out with the rain. Okay. All right. So this is going to be kind of one that ties into a couple of different topics we had here tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, God damn it. I just read a note that I had written down that uh, I was going to say a long ass time ago when Nerdy was talking about his mattress firm. But yeah, I'll just say it real Inside quick. The 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 is long. I've heard it's also a front for cocaine. So I don't know if you ever heard anything about that, Nerdy, but that's uh, that's something I heard. What do you think the mattresses are full of? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, big trucks, you can hide things in the mattresses. That's a part I didn't bring up, but I had that thought, too, of, like, if they're not just laundering money, they also kind of have, like, the infrastructure in place to, like, traffic shit, too. Yeah. Well, Escobar would definitely be doing that shit. Tell you that. All right. But, yeah, I just wanted to just mention that because I wrote it down. I didn't want to go to waste that effort but uh, of writing, like, four words. Um since we're complaining about small things as well. But uh, so 
my rant is about something that I am in the middle of doing uh, recent, actually current, about to be uh, currently. Uh, so, Pat, you might remember uh, I had talked to you on, on Warzone about this potential idea I was pondering of basically what's called marginal investing, I think. Am I saying that right? Or investing on a margin? Real estate wholesaling. No, not that one. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say I talked to you about uh, taking a loan to use it to invest in crypto. Oh, that's not real estate. Even, I didn't even, say anything yeah, about real estate. Even after our episode. On margin. That's on margin, oh. Austin. Yeah, that's margin. That's margin trading. Yeah. And so... I'm going to, like, I guess, say the reasons why I justified it to myself. And he, I want to hear your guys' ratings, which is probably the same kind of ratings I've heard from every person I've told this to so far that it's a stupid idea, which, yes, it is. It's a risk. It's a, risk. It's a risky yeah. idea. It's not a stupid idea. But, but yeah, if, exactly. And so, like, I think of Rich Dad and Poor Dad. Uh, I think of the book where he talks about, like, you know, remember the Alamo, like, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to, you know, take a risk. Like if you do fail, it'll only make you smarter because you'll you'll figure out what you did wrong and try to you know count like uh, counter that or uh, reduce mitigate that risk when you try and do it again later on in the future. If you do like with this, if it doesn't work out, I'll probably never try and do it again. But um, I was intending to borrow twenty grand. It's not like I'm doing a hundred. It's something that's gonna you know destroy me financially uh, if I fuck up and lose all of it, which is a very real possibility. Um, but you know, I, right now I currently like live at home. I am debt free. I have maybe $300 in bills a month and I I'm in a position to basically take a risk. Like the risk to reward ratio here is very high. If I had a house and the kids and all this and that, I probably wouldn't do this because it'd be making, it'd be a huge, huge risk that could jeopardize a lot of my shit. Whereas right now I'm in a position where I could financially recover from this pretty easily if it went completely south. And the other thing is, uh, I think that I'm going to invest it in a pretty conservative crypto to where it's not like uh, I'm going to be putting it all in Doge and hoping it goes to the moon. I'm going to be putting it in one, and I guess you can't really say conservative crypto, right? Yeah, so that's okay. what we're going okay. to but, but if you look at the track record of certain cryptos, they've been pretty stable for five years. Or so. No, they haven't. No. Okay. When I say stable, I mean they haven't ever gone to zero. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so, yeah, they have, they've gone up and down tremendously. Very, very unstable. The most volatile, it's probably the most volatile uh, security on the market. But they've never, ever gone completely to zero and stayed there. They've always made some sort of comeback or whatever, but they've never even dropped all the way to zero. Uh, some of them have, though not the ones that are the top ones that I'm referring to investing in. And so... I uh, I got a I applied for this loan. Uh, I, you know, I had basically said I got accepted, and then I uh, had 15 days to accept it. And I was going to just wait and kind of just think about this for 15 days. And then, you know, yesterday I get a letter in the mail from like TransUnion or something saying like uh, you were denied this loan because of your credit score or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Which blew my fucking mind because they said oh, not enough established credit history. It's like, uh, are you fucking crazy? I've like paid off eighty one thousand dollars in debt. Like, I, I think I've established some credit history, and I've had a credit card for seven, eight, no, nine years actually. So, and but 
So that kind of, when I got that letter, it kind of fucking pissed me off. It's a fair point, but it's also a very unconventional loan. It's sure. not opening a business. At least it's probably not what you said. It was just like a random, like, can I get 20 grand type of thing. So I'm not surprised that they turned so, down. And, and for any maybe, reason. Maybe cut this for this, cut this a bit if I'm asking the wrong question. But can you just get a loan for whatever the fuck you want? Or do you actually have to fraud out and be like, hey, I'm buying this for a house. Well, I'm actually buying it. For I don't think it was You can get fraud. a personal loan yeah. for, let's say you want to work on things on your house. Okay. And that's what I put it down as. Okay. Because, you know, house is a loose term. Um, but, uh, that's pretty loose. In this case. Yeah. It's not tight like you, tight. but, uh, oh my but, God. <laughs> but so like I got that letter saying I didn't get it. So I was kind of pissed because I, I hadn't fully decided if I wanted to do it yet or not. And I was like, oh. well, so now I can't do it. And so, but I remember I had an email with a link or whatever that said like, you know, you can come accept the offer at this link or whatever, uh, through my bank. And so I was like, I wonder if I just like tried it, if it would work still, even though I got this denial denied letter uh and so i fucking did it last night just a bit, I, I almost like i wasn't even gonna really do this because i was kind of getting sick to my stomach thinking about it uh but then like when they sent me that letter saying like you can't do this it's like it made me want to do it even more it's like okay you know what fuck yeah i am gonna do this now because you don't want me to that's what i'm gonna do it and so i put in the thing last night and woke up this morning and 20 grand in my uh, account just like that the next day a couple hours actually like probably eight seven hours after so i was like okay it worked wow shit i didn't think it would work but uh now i'm kind of doing this there's no turning back and it's kind of you know uh it's you know almost 13 percent interest it's pretty high but i'm intending on paying it off by march um and i'm expecting my investment to be pretty high in comparison uh by march as opposed to if i were to invest maybe whatever amount I need to monthly in order to get to 20 grand invested total by March. You see what I'm saying? So instead of putting in that money over time and getting to whatever number I'm putting it right away. And then over time, arriving at that same point in time where I would have put 20 grand in intervally uh, and arriving at a much higher number as a result. And also on top of that, to add to my justification, I'm not trying to like time the market this or that. This is like going to be a long-term, like five-year minimum investment thing to where over the course of five years, like I'm going to more than recover uh, from this, you know, risk. Uh, and if it drops completely, I'll be okay. So I'll, I'll jump in. There's a lot to unpack here. And I know we've had a hard, a hard stop. That's okay. At eight 30 and it's eight 50 and we're not hard stopping after, after this. Are you, not, are you, so, are you hard? Or no? I'm hard. Stop being lot. hard. So <laughs> in, in, in one hand, Austin, it's tight. Like, I'm tight right now. I'm very tight. So on one hand, Austin, you are in a low risk position. Twenty grand. If this ends up, if if your fucking little crypto adventure goes down the shithole, which is, I'm not gonna say it's gonna go to zero. I'm not gonna. But the fact that you're getting and what is the interest? So what's the interest rate on this? Twelve point seven four. And that's why I thought. So and I, I didn't like think it was. I didn't think it was gonna be low. You know, over twenty one months. By the way. Yeah. Okay. So over 24, 20, over twenty one months. 12%. You have, I think you have to be pretty goddamn certain that in order for this to be a profitable investment that you're going to make well over, obviously, because anybody who knows shit about margin trading knows that if you take, if, if you take your, your loan out as a 12% or whatever, then to make a profit, you have to make more than 12%. Right. Yep. So I don't know if you, maybe you did, you know, you should absolutely, you know, do risk reward ultimately at the end of the day. 
we'll just kind of see how you end up on the other end because you're not going to get anywhere by not taking risks. It's not a risk I would take. But I think another thing you said was that, you know, it, it's high risk, high reward, but I'd argue to say that it's very much like higher risk than it is higher reward. Like you're, you're, ta- you're doing a very risky thing, especially at a 12, 12% interest rate on that short of a loan. And I know you also said <clears throat> it was that you wanted to pay it off by March, which turns it into like a six month loan. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing your margin down even lower by paying it off early. If you think that you're going to make more than, you know, 12%, like if you think you're going to make 25%, then it's a good investment. Let's okay. face it like 12%. What do you mean bringing the margin yeah. down? What does that mean? <sighs> you familiar with um, internal rate of return or present value? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Buy. Let me make one brief point. No. Okay. So if I pay it off over 21 months, right? It'll be about three grand in interest, 2700 right? In interest money. If I pay it off less or a shorter time period, there will be less interest paid. Okay. Yeah. That's how it works. Because when yeah. I paid my car loan, story, though. I know, but listen. So, okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about, you leverage. hear the number 12 or 13%, but in reality, I'm not going to be paying that because I'm going to pay it off sooner to where it's a reduced amount that they will receive from me. And to one more point, one more point. I am allowed I'm, to I'm pay waiting. it off earlier with no penalty. I'm waiting. I'm just saying I okay. want to come back. To gotcha. So don't just be all offended. When I paid off my, I wasn't offended. When no, I pay I just, off my no, car. No. When I pay off my car, when I paid off my car, uh, you know, it was 3%. If I had paid it off at the trajectory they had, you know, scheduled out for me, I would have paid two grand in interest. You're right. I paid it off in 10 months and I paid $200 in interest. They fucking hated me for that because they, I would go, go up there on my last minute. They're like, you don't have to pay this all up. Like they didn't want me to pay it because they weren't making any money off me from it. And so I'm kind of motivated by that to like give them less money to pay it off sooner. And to your point of, you know, I have to have a higher rate of return. Much um, higher. Yeah. Um, by that point, to me, I don't because I'm leaving this in for five years. So it's going to ride the waves however it does. No. Okay, you're saying that it can no, come I agree down. with him on this one. You can't, you're you can't, saying you can't just say it's okay. I get to March you and can't just say it's okay if I get 10% if it's 10% over five years. You can't. But it's still up 10%. Well, no, no. It will no, be way more than interest. The 10% is like a joke in crypto. Like things over time over the course of five years. No, they are. They like go to like 2,000%. Like things can jump so high you're right there's a potential for a gain that's way higher than the stock market you're you're right but like this is a you know if you want to go ahead and invest in hindsight then you go ahead and do it but there's a whole chart i don't know exactly what it's called but there's like the early arrivers and then the fucking early adopters er, early adopters and then and then the fucking like you know it's like it's kind of like a bell curve like the people that that figure this out quickly make a lot of money and then the people, you know, everybody starts to catch on to it. A lot of people are catching on to crypto. Yeah. You will not get 2,000% over the next five, 10 years. You fucking He's going to write it down. He's going to write it down. Just, quote that shit. Just because it was, I will quote that shit. Just because you got $2,000. Austin, Austin is going to put it. Austin is going to put this in his just, list. Of, I hope so. I hope okay. so. I'm never going to give Pat when I, he becomes a gazillion. You are, you are he's never going to get Pat any money. Fuck you. You are you are not an you are not an early adopter. This fine next thing to be an early. You don't adopter. have to be an early adopter to still make money. Uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm I not going to make billions but, or millions, but, but to but make I'll make a good but, return. But to make money when you're margin investing off of twelve and a half percent loan. And let's talk. Let's go back to the previous point where you're talking about like 
I'm paying two thousand dollars less interest in if I if I pay it off like X right, amount of, right. X amount of months earlier. Like that's fine, but like let's relate it to more what people are you know, what normal people use. A lot of people get car loans. And if you have a three and a half percent interest rate and you're like, yeah, if I pay this off X amount of months early, then I'm then I'm saving fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars of interest. You're right. But what if you would have used that money that you were putting towards your car loan that you were saving yourself two thousand dollars in interest instead if you decided to invest that somewhere else that gains you more than two and a half percent then i'm not saying you lost money but you gained a fuck ton more if you would have done that so i'm such a poor dad with this mindset because i don't fucking i I would much rather pay off my debts than actually yeah, and then decide, decide where I want to go. I feel like Nerdy really has something really yeah, intelligent to say. I have one, one comment and then one like alternative strategy or something to look into us. And so not to be Dave Ramsey, but he would say, you know, you just got out of debt. Why would you want to go right back in and like re- not repeat that, but like get into that same sort of like way to to get out of it again um so i don't know just like i think fuck dave ramsey but i think there's something valid to look at there but uh, the other thank you andy fuck dave ramsey and his boomer ass mentality i mean he grew up back in the fucking 40s when nothing was going on so he can shove it up his fucking ass can i just say this about dave ramsey i don't totally a lot of disagreements with the way he handles money and the way he advises people to handle money but as far as like you know, the poor dad mindset goes, which there's three steps here. There's being just, just having a poor mindset. Just you're, you don't have any money. You waste everything. And then there's like the middle ground, which you're doing half the things right, half the things wrong. And that's, that's the poor dad mindset. That's the Dave Ramsey mindset. And then there's the rich dad mindset. Dave Ramsey. Where you look at ROI, where you look, where you're not afraid of debt and shit. So, but ultimately at the end of the day, I fuck Dave Ramsey. I, uh, I I agree with you, nerdy. Like it, I I think Dave Ramsey would crucify me if he heard about this. But uh, my my counter argument is like I am planning on putting this twenty thousand dollars not without the loan. If I didn't have a loan, I'd be planning on putting the twenty thousand dollars in by March, anyways, right? So if I'm already planning on doing that. I might as well have the, all the money front loaded in now for the potential for a giant gain in between now and March instead of putting it in on a monthly basis or whatever. So I'm already committed to putting all that money in between now and March. If I have the loan or not, if I use the loan, then I can have it from the start and have a higher probability of making a gain between now and March. And I I know I said five years, but... I did a very rudimentary analysis and it's laughable because uh, no one can know what the stock market is going to do. And I don't know. And I did this analysis can to kind of like, can you say rudimentary? <laughs> I thought you were going to say rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, but uh, so <laughs> did you say rheumatoid? <laughs> he, he sounded like he was going to say rheumatoid arthritis, but he couldn't say rheumatoid. Gotcha, just go ahead. But so I did a, like my own little, analysis and like it is laughable even from my perspective because for me to think that this analysis could be accurate is a cr- tire crapshoot but to me i needed some minor form of like justification or some sort of like research or some sort of like basis of an educated decision to kind of like push myself through with this 
Um, and so I was going to show you guys like what I did, uh, and, and you're, you're going to laugh honestly, but we're going to recap we'll, on this in March. Yeah. We'll see it on. We'll review what you did but, offline here. Okay. So we well, can. I can just show you. Well, I don't want to say the no, date. Let's, so. let's just keep going. Yeah. Here. Sorry. But let's just do it. So I, I did like, I believe that crypto operates on a cycle. Looks like a kindergartner fucking right. definitely looks like fucking. I wrote this all out because I want to have it as proof that I called it on a certain date in the past and called it uh Man, you're pretty, you're pretty sure here. No, no, okay. I sound very sure, but like I said, it's no, laughable I mean, when still. That, when you're that specific on dates, I okay. mean, just shit so, Christ, I mean. So this is what I did. Like, I believe that crypto operates on a cycle, okay? And I definitely think that in the winter, like, more people are going to invest because they're going to be inside, not doing shit. They're going to want to be trying to make some money a different way. They're going to get bored. They're going to be on the internet, this and that. And there's been a lot of speculation okay. that, you know, there's a high chance that it's going to have a good season this winter. If, if, you came, if you came up with that solution, like, sure, you know, using if like in, in a good, smart way that I can't criticize. And if you're well, right, I mean, walk you through my logic and I'll show you like it's I'm not saying that this is right. or okay. anything. This is just what I used as a tool to justify and help myself sleep at night that I have an idea of when I think it's going to do whatever. So what I did was I looked at the entire lifetime of a certain crypto coin and i started looking at it from an overall scale if you look at it on a zoomed in scale you're going to see fluctuations like crazy to write an algorithm or to write a formula for that it's impossible but if you look at it on a granular scale you can see a very basic outline for the behavior of it and there appears to be a cycle of behavior that repeats itself and i've noticed it and i, and I started like tracking like okay what days did this happen when how many days were there between this event and that event for the low and the high? And can I use that information to gauge a range of when I think it'll dip and when it'll raise in the future? And so I have a predicted date of dip and a predicted date of uh, peak. And so I know I said I would hold it in there for five years, but if I see this start to come to fruition, I will probably pull my money on the peak and see, see if I can make a massive gain instead of just letting it drop down, but not all the way back down to where I bought at. And then just have that, you know, whatever gain that would be. I want to try and milk it for the high gain. But like I said, it's laughable. So you can feel free to laugh. And I'm even laughing too because I don't think this is right. But this is something I just did as a kind of a fun thing to like help me sleep at night. Look, so I know nothing about crypto. I think that was pretty clear from my episode on episode one. But I mean, you seem pretty passionate about this. It's $20,000, which is essentially... It's recoverable. So it's a car payment, right? Like you were saying, which you don't have anyway. You're like I said, you've done your research with it. I, I hope I, I think it's a dumb idea, but I, I do too. I hope you do well. I do too. But I'm, I'm I, I applaud the ballsiness. I applaud the thought process in doing it, and and I hope you do well. So remember me when this all goes through the roof. Remember me and you know slide me a little yeah. bit on yeah. fuck path. So I will, we'll have a little like podcast celebration right. if, I, yeah. if it works out, but. I, because, you know, I'm, I'm open to criticism. Like, do I think this is going to be the case? No. Do I hope it is? Fuck yes. But no one can know what the stock market's going to do or, or crypto or claim to know. And so this is just something to ease my stress of going through with this. And the kind of the final thing that pushed me over the edge was the very simple logic of no one ever got rich by, well, okay, some people probably have, but most people don't get rich by never taking any sort of a risk. Like, 
every person that is pretty wealthy, they took some sort of a leap of faith, some sort of risk. And if I never take anything like that in my life, then I'm never going to like probably know any sort of wealth. Like, yeah. If I just play it safe all the time, stay in the lines, if I'm in a position now to leverage my uh, financial position to my advantage to take a risk one time while I'm young and can recover from it. If this is a hundred grand, probably really fucking stupid idea that I would not do, but this is a manageable amount that I can recover from. And I'm in position to do it. I have no debt, no bills to where a thousand dollars a month is like the minimum payment or whatever. That's like very simple like yeah. apartment payment or whatever to where like, I'm already planning on living at home for one more year to where I can easily manage this. And if it fails, I'll never do it again. If it succeeds, I might still not ever do it again because I won't need to. But um, yeah, I'm going like, to play with it. I'm going to play with it. Life's not taking risks. You're not going to be like Joe Exotic. You can financially recover, recover from this. You're yeah. never, <laughs> like, hey, Justin, if, if your first risk works out that well, you're definitely taking it. Okay, that, I could see it going to my head, but I, I, I think I'd be using the money that I gain. And here's the other thing about crypto that I'll, I'll make a point of after, but I think I'd be using my money of my gain to do my uh, risk, not Gains. doing another loan uh, sort of situation. Because I, right. I really didn't want to do this, but I needed to get the funds to be able to do it. Uh, because know? I believe, I firmly believe that winter is going to be good for crypto. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. All right, go ahead, Andy. I know you want to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think you're spot on that you're young, you need to take risks. But I also didn't, I also kind of disagreed that idea of like, uh, if it doesn't work out, you're never going to take any more risks. Like I look at that as like you're going to miss out on all those other opportunities to make money or, or put an investment in, for, you know, just because you got stung really bad when you were young. So another way to look at it is like rather than just kind of like all in one big risk while you're young, what about looking at it as like a series of smaller risks throughout your whole lifetime? Uh, starting now. And so like an, another like thing that I, I kind of learned from like Mac and Sean, you could put in like, let's just say five grand and with the goal of making just 20% on your money, you get a thousand dollars profit. And then that just becomes your, your fun money, your play money. You've made your money back already. So think of like you're, you're loaning money to yourself in a sense, in, in a roundabout way. That $1,000 that you made profit becomes your starter for taking different risks. And if you just, you know, maybe set the goal of like making 20% on, on, on that money each time, I, I just put it in Excel, like in 38 trades, you know, of making 20% each time. That adds up to a million dollars. And if you span that out of like a long term goal of making that, you're taking smaller risks. You're playing with house money. You don't owe that money to anyone. Uh, and you can learn over time. That's the other thing. Like you're, you, you've made a calculation and not knocking your calculation, but you don't have like years of experience of seeing it, you know, in and out. Uh, and that's not, that's not knocking anything. And I, I think you have some fair points in your assessment now. But if you take like, you know, that 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 house money and try to just have that goal of like making 15 or 20 percent at a time, you'll you'll get you're you're definitely going to get stung on some of those. But the sting is going to be less bad. And you learn from that and, you know, are able to you still are equipped to make that next risk uh, now that you have that new knowledge. Give me a thousand on fuck token. Um. So that's all that's a real those are all amazing points nerdy i am fully on board with you on those 
And uh, like, especially thought about the for the first thing you said with like, you know, if I take a big risk with this and it fails and it would deter me from ever taking risks later on down the road. Uh, I think that this is probably a very, I mean, this is a very ballsy risk, but I don't think that I would never take another risk again after this. I would just never probably do it to this level. Um, I would definitely take smaller risks in the form that you're saying. I love the idea. I'm a huge fan of playing with the house's money. Um, but I, I, the only thing that's kind of, uh, I guess, guess getting me to this, uh, doing this, um, is I firmly believe that something is coming in winter, something, some huge growth that I think I'd be missing out on if I waited to do it the safe way. And, um, uh, I don't know what you were trying to reference with that, (laughs) but, uh, Jake was doing some weird shit here, but, uh, I firmly believe that I'm putting it in something that's conservative. I'm not putting it in like Doge and all these other ones hoping they moon. I'm putting it like um, Matt put 25,000 in this same one and it went up. We're not going to mention which one. I don't want to give this information out in case it works out. I don't want people to, you know. So he he was up from 25,000 to 40,000 in a year, right? And right now he's at 35. So that's a pretty solid like gain, um, and I and I think that this coin uh, is conservative. It is one of the top. I was gonna say twenty five, but I'll even say ten. Um, and it, it's never gone to zero, it's, and so I'm not worried. If the worst case scenario happens, like my money just kind of uh, teeters up a grand, down a grand, up a grand, down a grand for a long time, and that's fine. It's not like. I, I don't think it's going to just drop to zero to where I'm going to have a huge loss. I, I firmly believe that Matt himself put 25,000 in of his own money and he's had nothing but a gain over time. I believe the trajectory will be similar, especially considering some of the, this, this coin has existed for five plus years. Um, I just, and it's never ha- in its lifetime ever dropped to zero. And I don't think it will because people don't want it to. Um, they want to keep it around. And I just shout out Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> So, Pat, so I don't think you're going to lose your ass. Like, you know, I, you know, there's no, there's not going to be a doomsday. Doomsday is that you lose not only, not only 20 grand, but 20 grand, more than 20 grand, including the interest that you paid back. But that's if the fucking coin goes to the complete, you know, bottom. That's more than likely not going to happen. Exactly. I'll, I'll say this. I, I may question some of the methods of I came up with this pattern. But ultimately, at the end of the day, that if you're confident in that pattern, then I think you have to take that risk. Do I think that it's going to pay off at 12.5% margin trading? I, I, I don't think there's that. That's fucking tough. I, I, I hope, I, you, know I believe it, but I hope you, you know it's tough. But like the gains in crypto are not, you know, 12% a year. Were right? They were more than 12%. No, but even occasionally, they are very, very high. Like, uh, well, as an example, like Ethereum went from twenty five hundred a month ago to over almost four almost four thousand dollars in a month. Yeah, that's what. Like that's, that's a what, fucking huge gain. That's what did happen to it. I mean, huge yeah. gains. Well, I mean, that's those are huge gains just, right there. Just careful, careful investing in hindsight because you can always say like Bitcoin went, you know, is gained two thousand percent average. Here's Every year in the last like why don't you sack oh, hang on. why don't you sack up but that's what that's what did happen I mean there there was I, so here's the thing here's one quick thing and I love that you keep saying hindsight because that's really kind of what 
started this was me looking at, oh, if I just would have did this, Look I would have had that. But I honestly was going to do this in July. Uh, and if I would have done that, I would have made $15,000. But I didn't do it because everyone talked me out of it. And I wanted to do it. And I had a gut feeling. And I didn't go through with it. I didn't trust myself. And then I missed out on potential missing 15000 Now it's way lower to where it wouldn't be that high. Probably eight. But my, my one buddy has put in, uh, I think, $10,000 and, and within three months, he's made $9,000. And so now he's at 6,000 because, you know, fluctuates, but he just, you know, tries not to look whenever okay. it's down. And so the, the potential for a gain here is extreme. But like if I'm putting in incremental amounts and just kind of playing with the house's money small, like I'm, I'm not going to make the huge gains that I could if I take a risk with this. And that's kind of what's uh, driving this uh, okay. for me. And, and the research I did and the, you know, that, that helped me to feel calculated and give me a sense of comfort. Do, do I think that that's going to end up being the case? No, but if it does, I'm going to look like a fucking genius and I'll be celebrating with you guys and we'll be loving life. Without Pat, though. Sure, yeah, Pat's not allowed. Uh, oh, I, I hope it works out for you. Only if he eats trash wings. I'll oh, buy a Oh, dude, yes. If you play the trash wings. You buy trash wings after you make 10K or whatever. Goddamn. Well, we already bought two trash wings and we fucking eat them. I did fucking eat one of them. You, you told me to eat the anyway, other I enjoyed more. Wow. Just for fun, let's uh, let's because we'll look back on this and you know we'll see what happened, right? Well, let's sit, predict. Let's give our predictions of amount that will be made or lost or what what we think will happen. Fuck, I have no idea. Like, I, I think just, I just for fun, guess. I hope that you do well. I, I like you, Austin. You're my buddy, and I wish well on all my buddies. So same thing. You. you go to the moon. Okay. Well, let's let's keep track of a cash flow diagram with this shit. Don't fucking know know how to goddamn analyze an investment, okay, Jake? Okay, listen. No, um, no, no, no. See, let me let me interject here. I tried okay. to get too analytical with my fucking sports bets here, and I'm just taking all the fun out of it. I want to well, go in with my fucking nutsack and be like, you know what? <laughs> I, I I look at these games and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna grab my nuts and be like, this game's going over. And that's the way I want to pick my things. I don't want to be fucking nerd behind my goddamn spreadsheet going, ah, fuck. It's okay to be nerdy because I like it. 3.5, 3.6 fucking thing. Uh, You know, I got to go with this bet. Fuck that. I want my intuition to go in there and go in there. Now I'm going to track to see how I win. It's intuition. We're just measuring it. I'm just measuring it. You you can't just fucking. No. Bullshit, Jake. You can't just fucking. Okay, so you can you can simply measure a sports bet based on. Oh fuck yeah! I put in ten dollars and won two dollars. I got twelve. I got no. to put ten. No, in. no, 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 you ass. no. What I the am, fuck are you trying to I say? Am, I am calculating risk based on what I bet on. On one bet. For example. For example. Yeah, but I can throw a gazillion dollars. I should have thrown a gazillion dollars in this. Wow, Greatest. shit. John Gruden fired. His ass is gone because of emails or whatever. We'll talk about that later, but whatever. We're not interim, talking about that. Interim head coach, interim <laughs> head coach comes in. I'm like, they are a money, they're a money line underdog going into Denver. They are gonna destroy Denver. What I the put all my fucking money that I had on them because they won. They covered. I would have doubled my money. Okay. And I did double my money. Well, yeah, Jake, that's nutsack huh? right there. That's nutsack but, intuition. Do you know how do you know how fucking easy it is to measure? Your fucking percent gain on a single bet on oh a game. God. It's easy. That's it. It's fucking easy. Like, oh, okay. So you Shit. double you double your it money. It's a hundred percent. How the fuck do you? Yeah. How do you measure it I know on margin investing? Fucking crypto trading. You do a goddamn cash flow diagram uh, and figure out the fucking so internal return. So fucking nerdy. No, I like it though. You I can't like it. How the fuck you do it though? That's how you goddamn analyze this shit. 
over a time period. So you can't do that with sports betting. It's a single bet type right. of thing. Now, that's how you can do it over a series of bets month to month. I'm saying, you jackass. I'm covering all my – tracking all well, my bets. Well, I want them. you to do a goddamn cash flow. No, I do the cash flow analysis. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Go ahead. It's okay. Right. Well, you just, you just, just never know how much money you say you're going to say originally and just maybe to keep it at a high level. Okay. So hey, I just want to say real quick, Pat, you're sounding pretty tight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was pretty loose on that. Yeah, I had to let you go. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you, Andy. Um, okay. So here's what I'm trying to say. Like, what do I think is going to happen? I bet you that your internal rate of return over what horizon? Fucking a year? I don't goddamn know. I bet you it's zero percent. That you know, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. I'm not saying you're losing money. I'm saying I bet you your IRR is zero percent. That's that's what my fucking prediction is. Fuck you, Jake. I, I, I'm gonna need you to explain that. <laughs> no, I really don't. Not, we're not explaining. Keep it, not keep explaining it rheumatoid arthritis. I am not a mystery. Couldn't even explain that word. Listen, IRR. Listen, are you kidding? Listen. I am not trying. There's no fucking way in hell that I could possibly explain internal rate of return over an audio. Yeah, everybody, everybody like, nobody wants to listen to this much. shit. Okay, wait. I think I know what you mean. You mean like that my return is going to be uh, un... Or it's, the, the interest on the loan I have to pay is going to detract from the gain I make to where I net zero. Fuck. I'm not trying. Oh I'm so seriously, okay. All right. seriously not trying. Was it wrong? Let's just say you're... Say, let's, let's, go, let's, let's make it simpler. Let's, let's make it simpler. Let's just make it simpler and say ROI. Okay. Yeah, okay. Do you know what that is? Yes, yes. Return. Okay. You put return it. On return on investment. Yeah, which is what fucking roughly what Jake is doing with his single sports bets. Yeah. My ROI is 100%. Correct. Okay. But IRR is a more accurate representation of the money you're naturally making. And there's no goddamn way I'm going to explain it right now. Okay. I don't even know the calculation, but I completely So you think understand. it's going to be net zero? I bet you your IRR is zero over a year horizon. But that basically yeah. says, like, I'm going to profit zero, right? It means that you... It means that you fucking put in 20,000... Or you, what am I trying to say? It means that you put in 20,000 a day and then, and then get 20,000 a year. I move okay. back. Uh, not back. Like, like here's your cash flow. 20,000. Blip, 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 blip. And then... Okay, so down. For, for a dumbass, okay. for a dumbass like myself, I could see that. Zero I could see that. So he puts twenty thousand in on. I don't even think. I don't think that's he puts twenty thousand on June first. On June first of the following year, he's still at twenty thousand. Is that what you're saying? That's what he's saying. Yeah, I think so. Roughly, I think, yeah. yeah. That's right. I think that that's what makes me not. But there's like a value of money going on here too. So you put it in Excel sheet. Yeah, there's it's, there's a simple. You can do it by Excel. IRR these fucking cells. I, I I could see that happening, and that's why I'm less worried about doing this because worst case scenario, I end up and I you know maybe I lose a thousand dollars or something. You're not gonna lose your ass. I, I'm not gonna lose my ass. Probably. So, so if I put it in like Doge or something, I probably would lose my ass. Less but I'm not putting it anything on conservative. I'm trying to make this as calculated and as risk mitigated as possible, and there's only so such an extent you can get to with that, and I feel like I've got my faith, my leap of faith a little bit. I've got my risks kind of like looked at and justified and I'm in financial position to do this to where I think I'm going to be okay. No, I'm proud of you. This is like the smartest I've ever heard you talk, to be honest. This is smart. Wow. <laughs> this is a flattered. Yeah, maybe it's just way, it's yeah. way over my yeah. head. It's way over my head because uh, this just stuff just doesn't 
interest me or I don't, I don't really, you know. I I get Jake it. wants to see what Chad Henney does, you know. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's what I that's what I know. I know sports. I don't know fucking it is shit. I, but I will say, though, know. I will say, when you go to the moon, you will be part of the 1% in the Illuminati. So I'm going to watch your film. Go like that. I'm going to watch your ass when you try to come get me when I do something wrong or I do something and end up like one of these motherfuckers here. Or... <laughs> You can just end up buying a bunch of mattress firms and fucking all yeah. that money. Exactly. Way to bring a full circle. That's, we can end it on that note. We're going to end it on that note. So, and you know what I'll be doing with all that money? I'll be sitting at a very certain bar at a very certain pool table, changing my name to Sweet, <laughs> and be destroying people named Pat and Alex and Pool. Shout out Sweet. To really bring it full circle. Uh, That's going right. to be my life goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag crypto, hashtag to the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll hit you with part two. These two clowns will give you their conspiracy theories, what we think, of course, our rants and everything else. But until then, enjoy yourself. Take care. Uh,